Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Hashtag Anime Talk. This is episode 64. I am your host, Mr. Lyndon Burton, joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Chrisa SJE. Chrisa, this time it felt too long. So much stuff has happened. It, it feels too long. For sure, for sure. It, 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 it's been a, a, a long two weeks, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it it has. like two weeks. It feels like a month. Yeah, a lot of shit has gone through from the Dragon Ball Super fiasco. I know you guys were expecting a review. You're getting it this episode. At the end of the episode, Ooh. all the way at the end, we will review Dragon Ball Super. So if you're not caught up, don't worry. You can listen to the whole episode and just skip out on that. And then to Dragon Ball Super fans, we're going to clip out the end. So in case you want to hear just that, you can check it out on YouTube. But we're going to talk about that. We got a lot of Netflix news to talk about. We got to talk about the shows as always. And then just, you know, we're going to do your one piece update. And then I have some 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 just little points I want to touch on. But how you doing in general, my brother? Man, I'm doing great. You feel me? I, I'm, I've been on that Pokemon oh, yeah, DLC super out. hard. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Rivals 2 literally just dropped over the weekend. That shit is going bananas right now. You Gas know what I'm saying? I, people fire. really fucking with it. No, I think I look, I told Fade this. I said, Fade, you can tell your knowledge of anime has gotten better. You can tell you've spent a lot of time studying and watching things like some of the bars you did. I would I wouldn't have expected you to make two years ago. And it's just like the way that you two came on, you can feel the energy like that y'all had fun. I think this is one of y'all's best projects, the way y'all go back and forth. Deku versus Shigaraki, a smash. Luffy versus the world government, a smash. Uh, Ten Saiga, Ten Saga. That's my shit. That shit is hard. <laughs> uh, number nine, Shashomaru versus Inuasha. Fucking R.I.P. State Quesaritos. <laughs> like, no. Nah, oh, for real, bro. Shit is hard. Uh, she's slurping ramen. Uh, I love Talk No Jutsu. The only the only complaint I got, I think the whole album is good. The only complaint I got, y'all should have let that nigga Chavo say what he said. I'm not going to even say it. What, about Bill Cosby? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, we... <sighs> That's the only complaint. And we, I'm not going to even lie, because I'm honest to my niggas. On the stream, because we boo shit, like we boo shit when shit is like crazy, bad, or <laughs> fucked up. I was like, look. I booed myself early in the stream, and if I'm a real nigga and my nigga will appreciate it, I got to boo Chavo for what, what he did on them Chris on them song. But yeah, other than that, that the project is an A. Like, yeah, but bro, I, say, I don't stand behind. I got I to gotta throw it out there. I don't stand behind everything <laughs> Chavo say. I just, I, I, I stand behind free speech. To, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But 10 Sega, 10 Saiga? Y'all ate on that bitch. That oh, yeah, might be that my favorite funny. one. Like, that shit was super, super I think that's hard. the only one we did with a hook on it. But that shit was, that shit was fun. The whole but shit But the way y'all did. started it off with Deku versus Shigaraki setting the tempo. Like, that was one of the best intros of 2020. Yeah, we recorded that with, uh, uh, with Nick, with Nick Grand. We, mm-hmm. we pulled up on Nick to his crib. He was just running beats. And, uh, that was like the fourth or fifth one he was playing. And every one he was playing that day was just super cold. And that one, I was like, nah, son, fuck that. I was like, put that on, put that. We, we doing something to that right there. And we just, <laughs> we literally just, we, we made that shit in like 20, 20 minutes, 25 minutes. You know what I'm saying? And then, as soon as it was done, we was listening back to it. We was like, oh, yeah, this is the intro. I was, that, we, was, we didn't even have a lot of the rest of the project. We was like, this is the intro. It was cash money. But I'm going to ask you more questions about this. You guys can tune in on Twitch Wednesday night uh, about, I think Chris will be on. The, the show starts at 8. 
and we're going to go from 8 to 9. We have one guest. From 9 to 10, we have another guest. Chris is going to close off the show at 10 o'clock. Be on the lookout for that. We're going to be on Twitch, at the bros who think on Twitch, and we'll talk about uh, Rivals 2. I'm going to get a breakdown. Since since you haven't been on the BWT pod in a while, we're going to do a live, yes, a live stream, and we're going to get all the... Uh, all the fans to ask their questions about uh, Rivals 2, and me and you just going to chop it up. So we're going to save some of that for Wednesday. Y'all be on the lookout for that. And uh, y'all, if y'all follow us on Twitter, y'all will get the Twitch link. But let's get, all right, for everybody who's not caught up on One Piece, skip ahead in the pod about five minutes. Like, legit, because Chris is on Wano right now. So we got. I got to know exactly where he's at. So look, spoiler alert for One Piece in five, four, three. Two, one. Let's get it. I've been waiting for this. So what? So what's up? What's up? Where you at, nigga? <laughs> Where is you at? I'm too far. You feel me? I'm not too deep in, into One Piece. I'm like I'm fresh into Wait, One Piece. Mean? Like I met uh, what what's her name? Too deep into One Piece. You deep in One Piece? Nigga. I mean, I'm not too deep into uh, into Wano. I meant to say oh, okay. I'm not too deep into Wano. I'm into uh, I'm into like the beginning arc. I met uh, I want to say her name is Otana, right? Otama. Oh, so you just mean Otama? Okay, are you reading it? Or are you watching it? I'm watching it. Like oh, I stopped read reading it. You got you got to go back to reading. It. I stopped reading it after uh, I forget what after whole cake? I reading it. I want to say after the Katakuri fight. I watched okay. the Katakuri fight and uh, like I was reading the Katakuri fight as I watched it. Like I was watching it and reading it because you know how See, they I'm had like a little break. They had a break yeah. in between the fight. And I was just I was reading and watching it at the same time. I do that, that with was in the hurricane. During so the hurricane, I had like downloaded a lot of episodes while the power was out, so I had my portable charges and shit, but I could I didn't have no internet, so I just was you need watching to catch episodes. Up, Chris, you got to do that this week. You got to read. No, it but for week. sure, I, nah. So I ain't gonna lie. This is the one. This is the one I gotta watch. This you the, watching it the, all? The it's attention long. to detail. Oh, it's not that bad. It's just hundred episodes. Let me say this: Can you at least read it to catch up and then go back and watch? Because I'm watching it all right now as it comes out. But and then it's gotta, not even. It's not even a. Uh, it's not even hundred episodes. It's like maybe. Is, it's like maybe is, ninety. Shit is big right now. What and the, by, by the next two weeks I'm gonna have it like even watching it by the next two weeks I should be right. I should be there as long like, as you I'm caught up by the next anime talk that's that's okay so you just be. you just meet Notama did you did Zoro and Luffy meet up again that's the last thing that I seen they fought okay. uh Hawk, is Hawkins. It Hawkins yeah, yeah they fought Hawkins and uh they fought Hawkins big ass shit and then they left that and then they like pulled up to uh somewhere to to help um. Otana, because she's sick. She ate her first meal. That's the last thing yeah, I seen. Super sad. Last thing I seen is she ate her, her first little meal. She was rejecting it. How happy were you when you saw Luffy and Zoro come together after so long? Oh, like, bro, they hadn't been together since Dress Rosa. I, I do have to say this as well too, because I really did love Dress Rosa as an arc. But when we get to you know what I'm saying, whole Cake Island and shit and Zao, like that, yeah, Zao is, and right after Zao too, because like whenever the gang splits up again. It's a long time. It's, you it go is. a long stretch with no Zoro. Shit, it was no like a Uzi. year in the manga, maybe more. Yeah, it was a hot little minute, bro. I, I, I don't know how people did it week to week because dress, uh, not dress Rose, the whole cake was kind of long, especially whenever the, the whole chase with Big Mom. I think, I think that's when I started reading. Like, I think oh, I, was I started. for sure. Like, no, I'm saying, like, you remember when I caught up? I think I caught up when the manga was like halfway through whole cake. And reading that week to week was crazy. Ah, the, I couldn't read whole cake. No, uh, yeah, it was it was a that, lot towards the end, especially towards the Totland shit. I couldn't do it just because of the, all the uh 
the Big Mom chase was just forever. Yeah, um, it was. But man, the Fourth Emperor stuff, and then seeing Shanks, and like all the little newspaper stuff, and then finding out about the head newspaper guy. At yeah, Hope the Rever- Reverie uh, little mini arc was nuts. Oh yeah, like, you read Reverie too. Saga was back. Yeah, I watched that one too because I was watching at that point. Like that's why okay. I'm saying I, I can knock out the episodes of Wano and catch up super fast. If not next episode, the episode after. But I'm trying to. It just how did you on feel about Snake Man? Oh, legendary, iconic, bro! Just the whole Katakuri fight, front to back, even great. before the break and after the break, everything about it was perfect. I really love that whole arc, like the whole, like I like, I might like Whole Cake and Top Man more than uh, Dressrosa. Oh, you tripping? Oh, you big tripping? Bro, I, I, you big, big tripping? This is what I'm. This this is the compliment I'm giving to to Whole Cake and Top Land. I went a whole arc, and mind you, it was a long ass arc. And there are certain parts of it that was long. It's the only complaint that I really have. But I, I watched and read through that whole arc and it didn't have Zoro in it. One of my favorite characters. It didn't have uh, Frankie. It didn't have Robin. Didn't have Usopp. You know what I'm saying? You're missing a lot of key components to the Straw Hats. You feel me? Yep. Uh, and I ain't gonna lie. I wasn't, I wasn't sitting there like, damn, man, this arc whack. I wish fucking Zoro was here. See, no, like, I don't think it's Brooke whack. held his own in the arc. No, what I'm just saying is like, usually for for my favorite characters to be, you know, Zoro yeah. and Usopp, to see you take Soge King out of the picture, you know what I'm saying? You don't get no... And Zoro is badass everything he does. So to take that element out and the whole arc is still badass, like even Brooke had his time to shine. And yeah. Brooke never really had time to shine the, uh, uh, since we, we scoop him up. He was just kind of comic relief. And he was there, but... And he was a good uh, character. He, he played a big mission. He got the Poneglyph. He, yeah, he like, bro. attacked Big Mom with the with the Soul King. Like, like Brooke did a lot. But, I like... Shook I don't know, man. Dressrosa, to me, is the best One Piece arc. Like, like I just love... great. I, I do love Dressrosa. From the flashbacks to the villains to, like, the Straw Hats themselves to the... To the uh, taking real world aspects and being uh, affected by like the people on the island, because you know, every island has its sob story. And this sob story was legit. Like everything about Dressrosa getting Sabo in the picture. I don't know, man. I'm just a big Dressrosa guy, especially with law and everything. See, but I me, do love Whole Cake, though, with Pedro like a, and the Minx and everything. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like it starts off at Zal because you get, okay, to me, Dressrosa is its own thing. Punk Hazard is its own thing. Well, but like Punk Hazard is like the intro to Dressrosa, and Dressrosa is like the intro true. to... To Wano, yeah? Like, but literally. It, it's kind of like, like Wano and everything from Punk, Punk that's Hazard. Why, that's why I agree with, like, the whole thing that you said about uh, One Piece being... Uh, like post time skip being better than before time skip, and we're kind of talking about this off off yeah, air. Yeah, I, I wanted hoping, you to bring this up. Yeah, definitely. I was wishing they could like do a whole thing where you know, and they would cut not, uh One Piece off like they did Naruto, like yeah. and they should put it afterwards. Where we get pre time skip One Piece, exactly. Then Marine Ford, and then we get post time skip is like the Naruto shipping. And what, what was the name you said for it? Because I don't want to. A new world, like yeah, One Piece world. New World. That should be Fire. iconic. Because see. Punk Hazard and Dress Rosa are connected, but Dress Rosa and everything else is after it's like that whole everything is connected. Cause when you first get to Punk Hazard and uh, Dr- uh Dress Rosa, that's when they start talking about Kaido. It's gonna a lot. blow your mind when you when you get deeper in Wano and you start seeing things from Kaido, and you're gonna be like, wait, they mentioned this in like the way they t- connect Punk Hazard to Wano is fucking but nuts. See, that's what makes all those arcs back to back. Just great because yeah. Dressrosa and um Dressrosa and Punk Hazard like Punk Hazard was the intro to Dressrosa, but that was kind of just letting you get a feel for who 
the you know who Kaido even is, what the whole situation they got going on. Just like the and big battle that's about to ensue. Exactly. And at the end of that, they fuck up Kaido's money, then immediately afterwards go fuck with Big Mom. But then the whole transition with Zao, it was like the perfect transition arc. It was like an arc in its own. Yep. And even Reverie Jack. at the end, because Reverie was basically just closure arc to the whole what we just saw. And Reverie's know, super important for what's going to happen after Wano. I, lo- I like it because fi- uh, Luffy finally gets his, you know, he's at a billion, uh, one, uh, I want to say 1.5 billion right now where I'm yep. at. He's the quote-unquote uh, fifth Yonko. But I don't think Yeah, they're, they were calling him the fifth yet. Yonko. I'm like, bro, the thing with me is that's just iconic for niggas to even want to call you the fifth. Like, canon. Like, canonically, people yep. in the show are calling you... Uh, now, after fifth, after uh, Wano, whatever happens, then he'll be a Yonko. But, like, pre, pre-Wano, you can't call Luffy the man who barely beat uh, Big Mom's top commander a Yonko. I don't know. The thing is, the thing with Luffy is, bro... He would deserve that title just off the strength of he got huge nuts, bro. This oh, nigga for sure. Don't give a fuck. Like, he for went sure. up against Dofi, smacked Dofi. He went up he against Big Dofie Mom, has. and he finessed the shit out of Big Mom. And now he's on his way to Kaido. It takes big nuts to do that shit back to back. Like even but before see, you beat, beat Kaido, it's like bro, gotta you, you gotta him, be though, rooting for, for him. Like, oh, for sure. For me, if I'm reading, if I'm reading the newspapers in that world, I'm like, damn, he just did that shit to Doflamingo. <laughs> yeah. He just beat, he just beat Big Mom's number one officer. He beat Katakuri. You know what I'm saying? And that shit was intense. The niggas didn't and, even see that. They just heard about it. And Katakuri, low key, I don't know what King, how strong King is, and we don't know how strong Ben Beckman is. But just for Ben and Big Back, Ben Beckman is Shanks's first in command. But I definitely think Katakuri's stronger than Shiryu who is Blackbeard's first in command. But, and like I said, we don't know how strong King is yet, but Katakuri might be the strongest first commander, just with his future sight and, like, him having Luffy's devil fruit, basically, but stronger, and, like, him having Conqueror's hockey. Like, Katakuri's a strong dude. I really, like, this is a theory. I hope Katakuri joins the crew. Like, he and I know that's whoa, that would be crazy. I don't yeah. know if that'll happen. I don't but see, know. I think I think the dope. big mom, I think the big mom pirates are gonna break up because there's like beef. There's beef. Yeah, inside. there is some there is some weird inner there's shit. tension. Big, big mom, just the whole shit with her family and the way she set it up is it don't got a lot of uh foundation and, to and, it. And the way that category is like, are you gonna come back? Like, I want to see you again. Like, nah, I just I want him to he might not and maybe I not category. I fuck with how he's like uh self-conscious about eating and shit. You finally see his you finally see him eating and just that the, shit's the crazy. connection with him and Luffy. Maybe not join the crew. That too. But I want him to train Luffy in Awakening. If he's not going to join, like, I want him to be an ally. Like, where, yeah, he, where like, Katakuri has Law's his Awakening. Crew, but Law and him are cool, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. I, wanna, I like Luffy like, making friends along the way. Law, to me, Law and Luffy are like Roger and Whitebeard, in my opinion. Like, I know people like to say uh, Luffy and Kid or Luffy and Katakuri. Nah, I and I hate the cat. When people say Luffy and Katakuri, I'm like, how is that Roger and Whitebeard? It's, it's Luffy. It's Law and, and, it's and, Luffy Law. and Law. Yeah, it's Luffy and Law, for sure, for sure. But... That's enough time on One Piece. Me and you could talk about that forever, but we will talk about it on the live stream Wednesday. I'm going to keep mentioning it because that live stream on Wednesday, Late Nights with Lynn, is going to be so much fun. Y'all definitely make sure y'all come through. But let's get into it. Each week, this show consists of three main subjects where we go from the news to discussion to the review. It is time for the news. Let's run it. So this week with the news, we got to start off with, well, I'm not going to start off. I'm going to start off with because with, with, it would be disrespectful for me not to start off with it. And I didn't even put it in the news because I thought you was going to bring it up like in the beginning. But let's get to it. 
Demon Slayer. I gotta, I gotta say it. I'm not gonna be hypocritical and not give it its props. Let me get to the uh, because I didn't put it in the news exactly. Let me get to the okay. So Demon Slayer, the movie has surpassed uh a hundred million yen, or well, or has surpassed a hundred million dollars in ten days. The movie is now in the top fifteen highest grossing movies of Japan in all time. It surpassed One Piece Stampede, but I think it's more so at. 95 million dollars like i don't think it's at 100 million yet but like at the official numbers from weekly shonen jump had it at 95 million because it's 10 billion yen which which translates to 95 million so i'm gonna go with with weekly shonen jump and not uh cairo ken so let's say 95 million dollars but for 10 weeks i mean for 10 days that's great that's like dc and marvel numbers that's not infinity war that's not infinity war that's not uh Dark Knight, but it's like it's like Iron Man. Like it's like first week numbers are like Iron Man, and that's fucking good. And I told you that I want to see how it does in America, and how I want to see how its Japan total sales do. Now I'm gonna say right now it's a win, but I'm gonna say it's legendary if it passes up like Miyazaki, if it passes up like you know the legendary Studio Ghibli films. Like, watch. Let me tell you what the all time. I ain't gonna lie though. Just like passing up Stampede to me is nuts. Like that's wild. First, but that's first but see, that's first week. That's first week numbers. Like I want to see highest grossing. Like when it finishes its uh its run, because it, like to me that's the that's the key. Like h- how long? Like granted, you can have a good first ten days, but how long? Like can you maintain? For your like, t- like for example, oh, bro, this is going, this is going to happen. Like, it's, Spirited it's Away happen. it happened with look, uh, the My Hero movies. Look, Spirited Away got thirty billion. It's twenty billion away, thirty billion yen. Let me just say, tell you where it's at. Spirited Away got thirty billion. Titanic got twenty six. Uh, Frozen got twenty five. Your Name got twenty five. Harry Potter got twenty. How's Moving Castle got nineteen. Princess Mononoke got nineteen. Ponyo got fifteen. Avatar got fifteen. Weathering with You got fourteen. It's already passed up Star well no Star Wars is still ahead of it. Star Wars Phantom Menace. Let me tell you what it's passed up. It's passed up Independence Day, Lord of the Rings, Pirates of the Caribbean, and uh One Piece Stampede. But there's a like I'm saying it's legendary if it passes up those Miyazaki films. Like right now it's a dub and it's iconic, but to get to that legendary status, can it get to 30 billion? That's the well, question. I just look at it like, you know what I'm saying, first week. First week they they broke the Miyazaki record, you know what I'm saying? Like uh, for highest grossing, you feel me? Or quickest uh quickest highest grossing. Yeah, quickest highest and grossing I, in a weekend. I just remember, you know what I'm saying, how iconically I used to look at Lil Wayne whenever the Carter 3 went uh went platinum first week and everybody mm-hmm. sitting there like shit, first week like that shit that shit bust everybody head cuz nobody was doing that shit first week back in the era when niggas was still selling physical copies of albums, you feel me? That's so I true. just feel like that was a big deal. And this is a big deal too, because we're in the middle of COVID season. Um, but Japan's me? like kind of clear. I don't know. Like the gap between it too, like the weekend box office, like the number two brand new, most popular, you know what I'm saying? It just dropped. That one got 170 million yen and Demon Slayer got 10.75 billion. Like nobody's going to see none of these other movies. You that's feel me? True. Like the closest one is Violet Evergarden, and that's 1.5 uh 1.5 billion. 10.75. Like that's how many people that's showed a win. up. No, saying, that's a win. It. You know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna lie, it might the COVID shit might be different in Japan than it is in America. It is, sure. but that's I'm a just win. looking off of initial impact list, like you know what I'm saying, you know I'm a weed. Because in Japan, we don't get a lot of shit until uh 
what I'm saying? Like, if they don't fuck with it out there, you mm-hmm. feel me? So just for the fact that they're fucking with it that hard and, like, they probably care, like, as far as, you know, the company and shit, how it does in the West. But you could tell at how late they give us the movies, they really don't give a fuck. They eating off it over there, then they go eat off it again. Like, we give them that second win. But that first win is enough for me to, like, see how crazy it's going out there, breaking records of Miyazaki, passing up Stampede, which is nuts to me because that's a huge movie. And then happened in the like, one was already iconic. Apparently the movie's iconic. So I, I just I know that Big Boy Budget's coming for season two when we get the flamboyant, the flamboyant guy. No, oh, I'm, yeah. Just no, from this the clip is, I seen of the, uh, the uh, Akaza fight. Whew. This is great for season two. This is great for Demon Slayer fans because it shows that it's successful and then they're going to put money into season two and everything going forward. But in terms of like legacy, I got to see how it does in the West. I got to see how it does here. And I got to see how it does all time. Like once it's finished, it's run in Japan. That's going to be the key for me to put it to legendary status. Like right now it's already gotten into the New York times bestseller with my hero. Let's see if it can beat my heroes, American numbers. That's what I'm not sure about, but it's got a. It's got. I want to see if it's beating my hero's Japanese numbers because I. I feel like if it's beating the Japanese numbers. Oh no, it is. The only way. But see, I, I see. I, but the see, the, the difference is, I don't know if little kids are gonna be in the Demon Slayer. You, you know how many like that is very. It true. was it was that kids from true. like six years old to like adult men in their fifties. And it's the same hero. thing with 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 the Broly movie and with uh the One Piece movie because they're kind of. Kid friendly esque, but see, Broly and One Piece Piece movie though. That's what I was about to say. Broly and One Piece, they didn't have as many kids that was in my like. You gotta, we gotta like. Yeah, my hero is built different. Yeah, you know, you know how how we feel about my hero here in the West. My hero is the, and I know people are gonna hate this, but my hero is the biggest anime in the West. It is. It 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 definitely is. Like my girl's little cousin, uh is a My Hero fan. She's like, he was trying to get into One Piece. He's trying to get into all that, but he's like, he's like a little one. Like he's like 11, 11 year olds. He's like, he knows of One Piece. He knows of Naruto. He doesn't know all the Naruto characters, the One Piece characters, but he knows all the, all the uh, My, my Hero, Hero characters. characters. Yeah, bro. And there's like my friends from high school, like my nerd friends who we used to watch anime together, they like fell off for a little bit. But the one thing they didn't fall off with was my hero. They always asked me, like, what should I get into? Because I still watch my hero. And I'm like, yo, that's the one you kept up with? Like, that's the anime that got you, that keeps it going? He was there like, yeah, bro, it's superheroes. And that's what, that's why it's so impactful in the West. And Whereas then Japan, even like new fans and like lukewarm, not even real anime, not saying not even real anime fans, but people that are fans of anime lukewarm, like Doom, Doom's not a super otaku. But, but loves my couple, hero. Like, he fuck with Death Note. He fucks with a few anime, Promise Neverland, Attack on Titan. But this is one of them. He's like, oh, my hero's up there. I'm like, yep. son. And this is just like a regular dude. Like me, you know what I'm saying? Just yeah. A, like, I'm so happy I got Doom to watch impact. Black Lagoon. He loves Black Lagoon, bro. Uh, Black Lagoon. <laughs> but no, I feel like he he fuck with my hero. I don't, I don't know if he fucks with it harder than Attack on Titan. I know he didn't like the beginning yeah, of Attack, Attack on Titan. Yeah, Attack on Titan is, I think Attack on Titan is his favorite. And then Black Lagoon and my hero are like second. Like I, but I'm glad, but that's besides the point. But yeah, no, we're going to see how Demon Slayer does. Good shit. Round of applause. I'm going to put the, I'm going to put it in there. For uh my hero, I mean for uh Demon Slayer, good on that because I'm gonna say something later in the show where people are gonna be like, "Damn, Lyndon, what are you are you throwing shade?" And Uh-oh. it's not shade, it's not. But Krissa, I think I think this will be something you can agree with. But we'll talk about it when we get to it. All right, this is the, my favorite story of the news. High Rise Invasion is getting an anime. Netflix announced on Tuesday that uh Suina Mira and 
Takahiro Obo's High Rise Invasion survival horror manga, survival horror thriller manga is getting an anime series. Netflix released the teaser trailer, which revealed the show's worldwide premiere date, February 21st, on the streaming platform. Netflix describes the anime as the unhinged and gory death game manga High Rise Invasion created by Suina Mura and uh, Takahiro Oba finally gets an anime adaptation. High school student Yuri Honjo finds herself lost in an abnormal space where countless skyscrapers are connected by suspension bridges and mass figures mercilessly by mass figures mercilessly slaughtering their confused and fleeing victims. To, to survive in this hellish world, she has two choices. Kill the mass figures or be killed. Yuri is determined to survive in order to destroy this irrational world. But what will be her ultimate fate? Crystal, what did you think of this trailer? Like, give me my props. I told you about this like two and a half years ago, three years ago. I believe I have the, the manga right here. If not, I'm going to go get it. What did you think of the trailer, my brother? I'm not gonna lie, the trailer was definitely intense. It looks like it just looks action packed. You know what I'm saying? This shit reminds me of like something I don't want to say like Final Destination, but it reminds me of like a uh like a hack and slash kind of movie. You know what I'm saying? Like this definitely seems like it's gonna be violent as fuck. Definitely seems like it's gonna be horror. And I'm always interested, especially Halloween time when you did a horror kind of announcement. Now I've been like but see, digging I don't back even... into Jinji Ito. Like I never really read too much of Jinji Ito up, you know what I'm saying? But I, I I, I watched the collection and then I went back and read it after that. So I don't I, cons- I, I, I don't even consider these horror. They're like it's like hostile mixed with like hunger games. It's it's, it seems intense. Just from so the trailer, like, it looks it's, intense. It's like some th- it's like a thriller. It's like a thriller, gory hunger games. Like that's what that's why I say it sounds like a hack and slash because it sounds like there's gonna be a lot of killing going on and shit like that and a lot of just random shit. The masks just set the but tone the story, to be like some purge shit. The yeah, it, they, okay, you're right. Purge, Hunger Games, Hostile. The that's the three like inspirations. But like the the story behind it is so fucking cool because like why are these mass people just killing everybody in this city. Like, what's going on in the city? Where's the government? Where's the police? I'm not going to spoil anything, but I think in 2021, to me, this is already a front-runner candidate for anime of the year. And 2021 is packed. Packed! Like, we got Attack on Titan because they're splitting it up into two parts. So we got part two of the final season coming out. We got My Hero, Dr. Stone, Promise Neverland, Demon Slayer movie, uh, B stars and so much more that we're going to announce. This is for me to say, this is my outright favorite so far before it even drops. That tells you how good this fucking story is. I like, can't believe tr- this is about to be Netflix too. This is about to be like straight up Netflix and Netflix. This is just the beginning to their 2021 slate. So, and I'm, I'm looking at just the Crunchyroll announcement. They dropped so many tweets. Like they announced it. They, they was announcing shit via Twitter. They were sitting there mm-hmm. like, oh, they don't even know. We about to they fuck was them like, up. okay, Crunchyroll, you want to do your Tower of God, no please, uh, 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 high, God of High School? We about to fuck the game up in 2021, especially with the next story. Lakeith Stanfield will star as the first African samurai in Netflix's anime series Yasuke. The series is developed by LaShawn Thomas, who made uh, LaShawn, I believe, made uh, Cannon Busters. I believe. I think that was him. But uh, the, sh- the show will release in 2021. Krissa, 
So we get High Rise Invasion and now Yasuke, which uh, Chadwick Boseman was going to do the live action before he passed away. So hopefully we still get the live action, but shit. An anime version? You know I'm hype on this. How do you feel the pictures of Yasuke looks so dope, and then we see Oda Nobunaga. Like, oh, I'm so excited for this. Yeah, then they saying Mappa's behind the shit too. Mm-hmm. Fucking Mappa is going nuts right now, bro. I'm, yeah, yeah. Sean Thomas did designs, do Cannon bro. Busters. Ma- Mappa Studio of the Year. Like, there's like that's not even oh, yeah. debatable for me for this year. JJ they started off strong with uh, Dora High Hidero. School and then Doro Hidero. Studio of the they year. They started off too strong with Doro Hidero. They fucked me up with that. And then everything they've been just delivering. But uh, even but how do you feel about this? high school, the animation was good. But this right here, just based off of the character, because I don't know nothing about it outside of, you know what I'm saying, Lake and Stanfield, uh, Lake Heath Stanfield is about a uh, voice, uh, Yasuke. Uh, but basically, but just Yasuke the character is designs, just, like, oh my God, bro. This, the character designs like off the chain. I believe Yasuke, because I don't want to say he came straight from Africa. I believe he was a slave who escaped America and went to Japan and became a, a samurai. Yeah, people are showing, like, in the comment section, people are showing the real, uh, the picture. Yeah, real okay, picture. so he was, he was, so you know how Kinemon is a retainer of uh, Odin? Mm-hmm. He's a retainer of Oda Nobunaga. Like, that's so Bro, cool. This is going to be wild. Yeah, so, okay, so uh, he arrived in Japan in service of the Italian Jesuit missionary, uh, visitor of, of uh, missions. Yeah, he was the first African. Okay, he wasn't a slave that escaped. I thought he was, though. That would have been a cooler, you know, a cooler little twist to it. But yeah, no, he's an African person who came from Africa and became the first samurai. I'm hype on this, man. Yeah, I'm hype on this regardless. This just, uh, this just screams like this is it's going to so, be excellence. You know what I'm saying? This is going to be great for weebs, but this more so is great for black weebs. Like, we, this is we, gonna be- we love seeing good representation. You feel mm-hmm. me? Mm-hmm. And we've get, been getting a lot of it with Fire Force. Shout out oh, to Fire Force. Is shout that, out to Akubo. He, Akubo, like, even in Soul Eater, he had dope ass black characters. Like shout out to Akubo for being a, a, a dope ass mangaka to include dope yep. ass non stereotypical African American characters. Like I feel like all these African, like uh, what's his name, Odin? Uh, Ogun? Ogun, yeah, Ogun. Ogun is like one of the hardest. Ogun, like, Sharon, and then Habana, bro. I already saw a bunch of crazy shit in season two before this point. But whenever Ogun, uh, Ogun came in, Ogun came in there, he like fucked me up. Like when I saw his whole his whole uh, first uh, episode where he got like a little teaser of what he can do, and then the second episode when he like flashed Inky? out, I was like, oh yeah, flamey inky. And then we gonna talk about Sharon later in the show. But my god, that guy. Oh yeah, that that fucked me up today too. Like Badass. shout out to shout out to Kubo man. But we, we we love to see this shit. You feel me? Yeah, shout out to Yasuke and Kubo because uh, facts. What's his name? Uh, Roy B Dipper. Right, yep, 100. So I'm excited for this LaShawn Thomas thing. This is good. And also, from a creative standpoint, it's good that he's doing this because we're giving more Americans who grew up watching anime the ability to make anime for not only Japanese people, but for American people from the American standpoint. We see Radiant. We see this. We see uh, God of High School, Tower of God. Anime is now becoming a global sensation. It's not just a Japanese uh, medium that's niche in America that's, like, whispered about, like, no, it's huge. We got Gucci releases with One Piece. We got Meg the Stallion wearing uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventures nails. Like, anime is worldwide now. Wow. 100%. We, we didn't talk about this, but how do you feel about the Gucci One Piece release? Oh, iconic. 
When I saw that, I, I was I like, buy it, only I one piece. I was like, only one piece. Whenever, as soon as the links drop, I'm waiting on the links to drop. I don't give a fuck how much that shit costs. I'm getting Bro, at least something from there. You know we're not getting that. Like, let's be it honest. Dep- it depends on what it is. It depends <laughs> on what they release. Because even, uh, like, you know what I'm saying? The Bape shit is, is worth collecting, too. Like, the Bape shit, one, the Bape One Piece shit, Bape uh, Naruto, Bape looks great. Dragon Ball shit. Like, the Bape Broly shit. I remember when ba- uh, Bape first dropped the Bape and Broly. Uh, not Bape and Broly. Bape and Dragon Ball. They had, like, the Goku and the Frieza and the Shinron. I was like, this is iconic. And I didn't even know they had the Broly set. But niggas been running around with the Broly set. I'm like, I got to cop this shit. I got, I, yeah. got, I need that. I love when I, if I see uh, anime. Collabs. Uh, and get like official collabs, like Gucci and One Piece. That's an official collab. Like that, Oda's, yeah. like of course, like why Oda's not? Oda's getting you know paid. Saying? Good for Oda, man. I love seeing, I love that. seeing that. Thing for anime. yeah, one hundred percent. All right, next up, Netflix. Another story revealed that a teaser trailer for David's Productions' new anime series based on Hiroshi and uh, Hiroshi and Ryou's Spriggan manga. Is coming soon. Uh, basically, the director of Kill a Kill is directing the anime, and the people who worked on Attack on Titan, Mob Psycho, and Jujutsu Kaisen is writing the scripts and, and is the showrunners, as well as designing the characters. Netflix will de- uh, debut the anime worldwide in 2021. The manga centers on you, a high school student who is also a Spriggan, an agent charged by Arkham by the Arkham Corporation to protect the ancient relics of an advanced older civilization from falling into the hands of states and entities who wish to misuse them. Chris, this is right up my alley. I love how this shit sounds. What'd you think of the teaser? And are you excited for Spriggan? Um, I wish the teaser would have been more of a trailer. Yeah. I definitely didn't like it was the kind of just Quest. pictures. I like the Dragon Quest uh, trailer originally because it was just a quick shot of die and it was like a bunch of words. And for this, it was just like straight a tablet flipping for like a minute and a half. It wasn't like get, High Rise Invasion. Yeah, you get Sun Turn and it's like, all I saw was that they're going to be using 3D animation. It's hard to yeah. get me hype on that unless you show me what you're going to you're gonna do with it. You feel me? But I do like Netflix's new like opener to anime because it shows they're, they're really getting into it. Yeah, they're, they're definitely putting, like, I remember Spriggan, that's something you talked, that's another one you talked to me about a while back. Like, I've, I've heard the name Spriggan before. It's a classic, so hopefully this 3D animation can do it, because we've seen 3D animation work with Netflix, like with Beastars, with Doro Hidero, but we saw it not work with the new Ghost in the Shell. So it's like, which version are we going to get? I don't know. Hopefully Spriggan is good, because this could be great. Next up, we got a new Godzilla anime. This is Gintoki. Gintoki's in it, like, yo. Yeah, when I saw that shit, I was like, what the (laughs) fuck? As soon as it opened up, I was like, nigga, is that Gintoki? Wait, so that's officially Gintoki? No, it's not. It's not officially Gintoki. I'm about to say, bro, that would be crazy, because I was like, as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, is that Gintoki? (laughs) People were just clowning. But it it looks just like him. They were like, Gintoki retired from Gintama and then went go to fight uh, Godzilla. So it's acting. But yo, honestly, honestly, how how many times have we seen live action Godzilla fail? The story of Godzilla is great. And now that we're getting it in anime form, I'm supporting this. Definitely all the kaiju that I've seen in the trailer uh, definitely sold me on that. I was like hype yep. as hell. I was like, Godzilla, say less. And this one actually looks, because there was a couple other Godzillas on um, Netflix already. And they're all cool, but this looks like it's all, this- <laughs> already going to be be doper than the other ones I've seen so far. Yeah, man. This looks great. And it's uh Blue Exorcist people are making this. Like, nah, I'm excited about this. 
This looks great. Also, next up we got, I didn't even, I didn't even see that this was a story, but now, now that I'm on the Netflix Twitter, like you said, they were just tweeting stuff all day. Keith and Koku aren't finished yet. We're getting another season of Be the Beginning coming next year. The story of detectives, killers, and high-tech world. Oh, this was one of my favorites when it came out. Be the Beginning season two. I am ready. Give me more. Uh, Be the Beginning was so good that the fact that we're getting a season two, huge, 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 huge. I am excited about that. I know, Chris, that's not, not necessarily your bag, but it's going to be a great show. So I'm super, super hot for that. Also, for the Baki fans, me and Chris are both hate Baki, but y'all are getting a new season next year. So good for y'all. <laughs> Baki fans are eating, bro. I ain't gonna lie, man. I don't want to, I don't even want to fuck with Baki fans. Right yeah, now, bro. I don't want like, no smoke. <laughs> I don't want no smoke because nigga, Baki fans, I feel like they would really pull up and beat you up. So I, mean, <laughs> I don't want to smoke you. with them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> MP on you. Because I ain't gonna lie, bro. At the end of the day, I, I posted that. I didn't know it was a running joke on Twitter. I just saw the panel. I was like, what the fuck is going on? And I posted it on Twitter, and Baki fans got on my ass. They're like, why everybody want to post this one panel? And it's like, son, I, I, I will admit I haven't read the manga, but from watching season one of the Netflix series, I just wasn't... It wasn't uh, for just us. not for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The thing is, I understand it is very dope at what it set out to accomplish. Sets out to accomplish, you know what I'm saying? I feel like it, uh, like, you know how niggas watch etchy for etchy shit and how niggas watch Shonen for Shonen shit? Yep. This is hitting the bag that it's supposed to be hitting. It's just not my bag. I, I feel. Yeah. So I got to give it its props because, you know, to be getting these much seasons back to back, it's, it's got to be fucking killing the fan base. Yeah, so shout out to them. Y'all are getting that, but I'm more excited for Be the Beginning. Man, Netflix is killing it. We got another Netflix story. Netflix has, they've given us the first look at Netflix's Pacific Rim anime. Uh, the series has been re uh, released titled Pacific Rim the Black. The series follows a pair of siblings as their battered, long abandoned Jaeger, uh, as they battle, oh, with their battered long abandoned Jaeger as they battle across the continent of danger. It will release in 2021. I thought Pacific Rim, the t the movie was great. It's, it takes uh, inspiration from Gundams and uh, uh, Evan uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion. This is 3D though. So hopefully, you know, hopefully they can kill the 3D game. But Chris, what'd you think of the first look at uh, Pacific Rim Black? This is another one. I didn't see the trailer for this one. I it was really want to see just, the trailer for this one. There's no trailer yet. They just dropped pics. That's what I'm saying. I, I really want to see the trailer for this one, but the 3D in the left one doesn't look bad in it certain doesn't. parts, and it doesn't look it doesn't look amazing, but it doesn't look bad. I have to see an action to be able to tell if I could, if I'm gonna really fuck with it. But the uh, the other picture they have like this fucking I don't even know what that is attacking the like, earth. You know what it looks like? It looks like a uh, bullet when he was in his final form, uh, no fighting on One Piece. It does look like Bullet, but this creature looks intriguing enough. Like, if, mm -hmm. if the series is full of this type of shit, like, I'll peep it out. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to definitely give it a shot. So, Netflix, so far, so good. Next up, we got from, again, from Netflix. They announced on Tuesday that they will stream the anime of Thus Spoke Kishiki or Kishibi Rohan. It is the spinoff of Araki's JoJo's Bizarre Adventure manga. Globe, it'll be out next spring. Netflix will stream the four episodes that David Production animated uh, Takiro 
Sakurai is as the title character. Uh, thus spoke Kishibi Rohan is the series of Araki's Mangos one-shot starring his JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Diamond is Unbreakable. So the series after Stardust Crusaders, his character Rohan Kisabi, who's also Araki's fictional alter ego as a manga artist. Shueisha pr- published the first uh, compiled book volume of the uh, different Kisabi Rohan series starting in 2013. So Netflix is doing basically this is Nuts. the their uh the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Burn the Witch spinoff. So Netflix has gotten it. This is huge, I, man. I want to say I want to say I think I've seen this before, but not. I, I want to say I've seen this spinoff before, but only in sub. Mm, see, I'm excited for this because I I just got back into JoJo's. I'm. I'm two episodes from finishing Stardust Crusaders. I'm on the final fa- battle between Jojo and Dio. So I'm uh, from Josuke and D- uh, from Jotaro and uh, Dio. And I'm about to get to Josuke. So I'm excited for this. What the fuck is going on? I gotta go. You gotta catch up on Jojo's, bro. I, I'm on Jotaro, but I didn't get to the end of Jotaro. See, yeah, that's what we, we gotta do better <sighs> as anime. Was cool. See, the more and more I watch it, the more and more I like it. And I agree with that too because I ain't gonna lie. Uh, the first JoJo's was cool. Uh, part I don't like cool. Jonathan. It was cool. Joseph is Joseph is where it gets yes, good. Exactly. Whenever you get to part two, I was like, ah, this type of shit I can rock with low key. And I'm excited. I, really I, I want to get to Golden Wind, where where it's with the mafia people and it's with Dio's yeah. son, like uh, Giorno. Like I want to I, I want to see Giorno. I want to see Josuke. I want to see all these characters. Yeah, and then, I'm intrigued by all of them. And then they say when you get to Stone Ocean and uh, Steel Ball Run, like Steel Ball Run is apparently uh, one of the best mangas of all time, which is the sixth uh, edition of JoJo. Jolene or whatever. Jolene no, no, no. Jolene? It's not Jolene. Is uh, st- uh, Stone is Stone Ocean? Yeah, Stone Ocean. It's the one okay. right after Stone Ocean. Steel Ball Run. It's w- it's where they go to America, okay. in like the Wild West. So. I'm excited for that. But this, we're getting the spinoff of Rohan Kisabi or Kisahibe. So cool. Good for uh, good for Rocky, man. You're making money and good for Netflix. No, the next thing, Netflix has announced that uh, Kosuki Ono's The Way of the House of House Husband manga uh, is inspiring an anime series that will de- debut worldwide in 2021. The anime stars... Kinjiro Suda, who both directed and starred as Tatsu in a live action promotional video for the manga last December. Uh, basically, it's it's going to be made by JC Staff. Uh, this is what the story is about. The way of the house husband follows a retired Yakuza member known as the mortal Tatsu, who is living out his post-crime career as a house husband. He still manages to find his way into trouble from time to time, except it's in the grocery aisle instead of some back alley. Krista, this seems like your bag. Dude's a delinquent, ex-mafia, trying to be a house husband, and they keep trying to throw him back in. 150,000% my motherfucking bag. Like This is my bag. Uh, and not only that, but Netflix really has their ear to the streets because this is one that I've been hearing is a super banger. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been hearing about this for months, maybe even maybe even a while. year. Mm-hmm. I've been seeing the, I've been seeing the manga. Like the people have been pushing the fuck out the manga to where like I see it on Tumblr, I see it on Twitter. I can't escape it. It's like everywhere I go, I see the manga, and it's been making me want to read it. But I've been reading so much other shit, and this might be the perfect way for me to ingest it. You know what I'm saying? Because yep. I ain't gonna lie. Uh, the whole premise sounds dope as hell. The aesthetic looks dope as hell. Just the po- from the poster, you can already tell uh, 
it's about to be funny as hell, action packed, low key. Yeah, it's gonna be a good comedy. I feel like I, I, I'm I'm one for the slice of life comedies, but as long as it's, it's going somewhere and it has heart, it reminds me of Great of Teacher Ozuna, uh, Okazuna, or what? Uh, what, what's 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 that show called? Great Teacher uh, Oni Onizawa. Yeah, Onizawa. GTO. Great I, I just always yeah. call it GTO. For it sure. reminds me of GTO. It gives me those vibes. But before we get to our final story, which is basically our discussion. I want to ask you to rank in excitement these Netflix shows. So I'm going to list them all off, and I want to know from top to bottom which you're most excited. So we got High Rise Invasion, uh, Yasuke, the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure spinoff, Godzilla, Pacific Rim, uh, Spriggan, and then uh, The Way of the House Husband. Rank them in which ones you are most excited for. So what's number one in excitement for you? Number one in excitement? Um, I think Baki is really gonna be the oh one. <laughs> you just want smoke with them niggas, bro. No, I'm playing, man. <laughs> but I ain't gonna lie, the way the house husband might be the one I peep first. That's if number they all one. drop at the same time. That might be my number one. Matter of fact, no, I lie. Yasuke. Y- Yasuke. Okay. And then Yasuke and then that one. one. And then way of the house husband. All right, what's number three? Number three would probably have to be uh I'd probably have to say um High Rise. Invasion, okay. High Rise Invasion, then Godzilla. Okay. Um, then Pacific Rim. Okay. Then Spriggan. Okay. And then probably uh the JoJo's spinoff. The JoJo's last, just cause it's not it's not high on my list. I still not gotta catch up on JoJo's. So and I'm, I'm, okay. it might be my bag once I'm caught up on JoJo's. So you go right now. Yasuke, House Husband, High Rise Invasion, Godzilla, Pacific Rim. JoJo's and I ain't gonna lie. Before uh, Pacific Rim, I probably sneak in Vampire in the Garden because Vampire in the mm. Garden is gonna be exclusive out there too. Yeah, I just, true. I just noticed that one. Like that's that's one that it's a sleeper, but it might it looks like a sleeper, but it might be really good too. So I'm gonna okay. throw that in there. I might peep that out before the other the last two. So I rank it like this: I go High Rise Invasion number one, Yasuke number two, Spriggan number three, Be the Beginning number four. Godzilla number five, Pacific Rim, then uh, the house husband, and then the JoJo's shit. So number one's got to be High Rise Invasion for me, and then Yasuke right there with you. I agree. I'm ex- I'm the- I have the same amount of excitement as Yasuke for you, and then but be the beginning's third for me just because of how much I love season one. But Netflix killing it, and that leads into our discussion, which is our final story, and then we're gonna discuss some other hey, stuff wait, involved. Hey. Ain't Beastars coming next year's too? Uh, next year too? Yeah, it is. Beastars up just, there. That was already announced. But yeah, I ain't gonna lie, they already had like See, a, they need a to, lot of they need to announce Doro Hidoro season two. That's what I need. Like that's what I need. That I like, need that more than Beastars and more than any of these things we announced. Like I, I need yeah, I need Doro Hidoro at the end of twenty twenty one. That's a fact. But Netflix has announced a cr- a comprehensive business alliance with anime studios. Nas Nas did ID Invaded and then Infinite. Din Dinohigram, uh, Science Saru, which did Japanese Sinks 2020, and then Keep Your Hands Off of uh, Izuken, and Mappa, who is Yuri on Ice, Jujutsu Kaisen, as well as South Korea's Studio Mir, which did Korra in Legendary uh, Voltron. Netflix previously announced uh, partnerships this year with Production IG. With Studios and Bones, which has already resulted in animes like Great Pretender, Kara on Tuesday, and some of the others. In 2019, it announced another partnerships with Anima, Sublimination, and David Production. With all of these 
partnerships, Netflix is trying to take over the anime market. In the streaming wars, how do you feel about Netflix now partnering with Nas, Science Saru, Mappa, Bones, and Production IG? Are, are they trying to take over the game? Hopefully it's not exclusive because I ain't gonna lie. Mappa I don't think it's exclusive. Because Mappa's out here fucking giving everybody Because Ma- Mappa has a, uh, a partnership with Crunchyroll and Toonami as well, so... Because Mappa's out here, bro, delivering classic after classic after classic. Even if it's not a classic, it's great animation. It's great adaptation. Uh, I'm How do you feel about this? Because at, at the start of the year, when we hear all of these Toonami and Crunchyroll partnerships and all the stuff they're coming with 2021, we're like, okay, is Crunchyroll and Toonami, like, breaking free and taking the lead? And then we see all of this new Funimation stuff, and it's like, okay, Funimation's back up. But now we get this big bombshell of Netflix dropping stuff along with Amazon. Who would you say is the front runner right now in the streaming wars in terms of anime? I'm just going to say, first of all, before I say who I think might be the front runner, I definitely want to say that I'm always happy to see uh, and I'm super glad to see something like this versus see a company fall off from not having you anime. Yep. And at, at the same time, I feel like uh, we're we're gonna get bangers from everybody, like at least one or two. Uh, some there's definitely gonna be some people that's gonna be the chip leaders, but I'm more excited to see like everybody knowing they have to make anime to where we just get in a plethora of anime. See, we got I a lot think, of shit to choose from. I think your last point is huge because I think Netflix saw what HBO Max, Crunchyroll, and Toonami are doing what Funimation and Hulu are doing, and more frankly, what Amazon is doing. Like, you could say Netflix has lost the anime battle up until this year. Like, I think mm-hmm. this year with Doro Hidoro, B-Stars, and Great Pretender, they're like, oh, no, we're here to play. And it's For like, sure. now it's like, okay, now we're not even just trying to play. We're trying to take over. Because, I mean, when you have The Way of the House Husband, High Rise Invasion, and Yasuke... That's big titles going into 2021. That's anime of the year categories. I just, I know for sure with me, uh, I look at, you feel me? Like, at the same time, Netflix got the B-Stars, the Doro Hidoro, got the, the um, like, the, the house husband shit. They got a lot of good shit that they about to drop. They had Seven Deadly Sins. They had a lot of exclusive shit. That but they, they were weak. They were a week for a while. They only had, a, yeah, they only had a couple bangers. Like, Seven Deadly Sins uh, was probably one of the only ones. Did they have uh, Magi? They Magi? had the the Magi? things that that held them through was mag was was Magi Seven Deadly Sins Be the Beginning and Hero Mask. Those and were their Baki and Baki. Was one of their yeah. Leaders. Those were their five. That was like the ones. But I fucked with their um uh what was that shit called the Gargantia. See, I didn't I didn't fuck with that one. And, and like the only ones I fucked with was Be the Beginning, Hero Mask, and uh Serious the Jaeger. But everything else was like. Man, especially when you have Amazon dropping Vinland Saga, Dororo, Inuashiki, Banana Fish, Crunchyroll's doing this Tower of God and having all the the simulcasts along with Funimation. It's like, where did Netflix I fit think into Crunchyroll this? Crunchyroll is going to win off the strength of the simulcast. Like, off the strength of the... Like, well, them and Funimation, Crunchyroll being the sure. only place. Because at the same time, uh, you know what I'm saying, Funimation, they give you Yashihime and shit like that. But I, I feel like Crunchyroll gives you Yashihime and they give you Jujutsu Kaisen. I don't think Jujutsu Kaisen's on Funimation, is it? No, it's not. But see, Funimation, you 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 get, like, things like Moriarty the Patriot, Akudama Drive, which is oh, not yeah. on Crunchyroll. So, Definitely. like, it's a little... It's give and give. Uh, the uh, hypnosis mic, too. Yeah, I, I know that's y'all shit. Hypnosis Mike is just nuts. Like, it's not my favorite shit, but it's nuts. Like, I, I want to say uh, Peter and Haz, they talk about this shit might be contender for anime of the year. I'm like, nigga, this shit low for me. This shit. <laughs> I'm not saying that is is bad. I'm just saying that it's uh, 
because I like it, but it's, at the same time, I got a top five, six, seven, and that might be in my top ten, but it's gonna be mm. to the end of my top ten. Is Doro I put Akudama Drive ahead of that? You feel is me? Is Doro Hidoro still the front runner for anime of the year? No. Ooh, what's the front lie. runner for you right now? Jujutsu Kaisen off the oh, strength okay. of four episodes, and I'm not gonna lie, bro. Four? Fire Force. Ooh, like okay. Jujutsu, we, we gonna have to talk about it later, but these are two worthy shows. Completely new anime, Jujutsu Kaisen, but come back if we're if we're counting. Damn, completely new. You like. You don't even, you can't even give it some more episode. Like, Dora Hidoro, we got a fire season, Chris. Jujutsu Kaisen like, is I the feel Demon like, Slayer of 2020, except better, most likely. I feel like you're not giving Dora Hidoro enough love. I, I love Dora Hidoro, and Dora Hidoro is going to be, uh, is going to win some categories. Like, when we talk, when we talk anime talk awards, uh, best girl at the end of the year, it, we got a bunch of them that I could, I could consider. You feel me? Uh, but as far as anime of the year, it's really great. Uh, this is helping me build my Sainin bag because I feel like my Sainin, I don't got a lot of, uh, I got mostly Shonen in my top. Even to this day, like the manga I'm reading right now, I'm not on Kingdom. I'm, I want to get on Kingdom. I want to get on, I'm not on Vinland. And Vinland is cool. Like I like the anime, but the anime didn't make me go read the manga and everything. The manga I'm reading is like strictly Shonen and like Sainin leaning towards Shonen. Like, uh, like Chainsaw Man is technically shonen but that's leaning towards like some more mature shonen but uh at the same time you feel me Dora Hidoro is goaded you feel me that's top 10 in a year if, if we talk a whole it's year gotta be it might five. even break top five yeah, yeah I was that's about what I'm say, saying it's gotta it be, top, be top, five. top five like but uh we gotta put some respect on it because it came early in the year but it's like, iconic it's it, iconic also let me say this great pretender I know you haven't watched that yet that's up there for anime. Oh, I've watched well. a little bit, and that Great Pretender sounds dope as fuck too. Great Pretender I, I, is amazing. I watched like, like two or three episodes of it, and it was definitely high pace, and it was off. It, it was like it, the energy was there. That like Great Pretender is amazing. I wanted to ask you this before we get into our review section. When it comes to best new shonen, the like you know quote unquote big three, to me, I have to say the best new gen shonen in the vein of the big three, has to be my hero frontrunner, number one. Fire Force, number two. At number three, Jujutsu Kaisen. Am I wrong with that take? Is that an that off take? I, I just don't think we 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 passed the era of a big three for sure. Okay. Like, I feel like we got too many. Like, th those are definitely three good ones. But even though I'm not on it, we can't leave out Black Clover. Oh, no. Black like, Clover's number four for me, for sure. Like, and I, and I, I got to give Black Clover its props because Black Clover's phenomenal. Like, it is phenomenal. Like, what's going on right now in Black Clover is amazing. And I feel the same way about Undead Unluck. Like, that's one that's huge. We got Kaiju number eight. But in terms of, like... Just the front runners. It's got to be those three. I'm I'm looking at, in terms of uh, of anime specifically, because um in the next few years I feel like it's gonna look different. Like let's say I want to say maybe even two two three years from now we're gonna be looking at anime like there's gonna be a lot of goaded shit out. You feel me? Yeah. Attack on Titan is gonna be over next year, but I mean probably year after next we're gonna have Eden Zero Chainsaw Man in the mix. We're gonna have uh, a whole bunch of other Shonen Jump properties that we don't know how Hopefully popular they're gonna be. Luck will be there. Five family, Five family. You feel me? Yeah. Um, a lot of a lot of shit. Uh, Kaiju, Kaiju number eight, eight, like you said. Yeah, that's so gonna we're definitely have a lot be of, there. I feel like we're in an era of like this is why you I think say the, we're past you think the, the big three the era is over. 
Yeah, yeah. We're, we're past the big three era of Shonen because Shonen is so diverse now. Like, you're not just getting One Piece, uh, Bleach, Naruto. You're getting a million different, you know, Hunter Hunter children. You're yeah. getting a bunch of Death Note children, like with Promise Neverland. You're getting a bunch of, like, all these new era mangaka are influenced by the OGs, but the OGs, all you really had was Tagashi with Yu Yu Hakusho and Hunter Hunter. You had like the JoJo's, uh, I forget the mangaka's name for JoJo. You had, you had like Gintoki. You had like some front runners as far as long running shonen heavy hitters. Okay, well, now it's like we got a long roster. Like I even consider Demon Slayer if we talk about anime because we can't ignore the numbers the movie's doing. We still got season two and three. I feel like all the way up until the last arc, like even when you get to the the Inosuke uh, butterfly, you know, Hashira's uh, arc, you get to the whole Mist arc. I feel like we got a, a good 10 years of Demon Slayer content by the drop. Uh, 10? I feel like a hot 10 because if we get an arc a year, if, if we get an arc a year, I feel like it's, well... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's going to be like six. But I'm saying, like, as a whole run. Like, because, like, let's start it at 2019. I feel like we okay. might, especially if we get, like, a movie a year instead of a season. And I feel like we got it about 10 arcs. You know what I'm saying? Okay. About. Like, See, I, maybe not 10 years, but almost a decade. It's going to be around for the decade. Where I'm because at Because we the, might have an off, off year where we don't get a season or some shit like that. As great as Promise Neverland and Demon Slayer are, I push them to the side. Like, I push them into like, y'all are the Hunter Hunter, like, you know, just that, that er like, you know how Hunter Hunter was great, Death Note was great, but we don't put them with the big three. Like, they're on the side. That's where I put Demon Slayer in, in Promise Neverland. Like, y'all on the side, y'all are good for what y'all are, y'all are amazing, y'all are goaded. But in terms of like long-running shonen, it doesn't get better than My Hero, Fire Force, and Jujutsu Kaisen. Like, it really, I like, I feel like some black clover niggas would argue. I wouldn't. And, I would definitely look, not argue that. But I look, feel like I'm arguing for Chainsaw Man if we get a, a, a fire anime adaptation. And too, look, you know Black Clover to me is right on the heel. Like, I wouldn't be mad if someone said Black Clover over Jujutsu Kaisen. I would not be mad at that. Like, I'm not mad at that because I think Black Clover is great. To me, the solidified ones, though, are Fire Force and My Hero. Those two do not move for me. Those two do not move. And I think Eden Zero and Undead Unluck can that maybe take that sure. third spot. Because, like, the only thing you both love Big Three, like, that was all Shonen. Like, that was all Shonen Jump Big Three, and they were all aired at the same time and everything. But, like, even when we look back at that era, there was shit, other shit popping. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because Eden Zero and Fire Force aren't Shonen Jump, like, properties. Yeah, like, it, like, the only ones that really are is My Hero, Black Clover, and uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. That's the only reason why I keep... I'm looking at Shonen Jump and, like, Big Three... But at the same time, they got a lot of bangers. And if we talking about Shonen in general, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, that's what I, I'm just talking Shonen in general, Big Three. That's what they I'm got talking about. They got a lot of other shit, too. I don't think Radiant's going to bust that big to be Big Three. No, Radiant's going to... Radiant is always going to be, like, this... Radiant's going to be this niche, cult classic, like, underrated. Like, Radiant's going mm -hmm. to be the thing in... in five years but that everybody on Promise Twitter is going to fall. Cause I wonder how long they're going to stretch promise Neverland too. And Senku too. Like Dr. Stone, we, we went off period of Dr. Stone. Well, promise Neverland is like Demon has. Slayer. It's like, it's over. So, you know, promise Neverland's done. But when the, it's like one piece is not that far ahead uh, of the manga with the anime, but I ain't gonna lie with these like Demon Slayer. Uh, I look at some of the shows that's not getting the two, the, the the long ass because you know how they got some anime that just run all year yeah 
front to back. Like one piece is gonna run all year. When Dragon Ball drops, Dragon Ball just don't stop. Drops all year. My Black heroes running all year. Black yeah, my hero running all year forever. And we just get these long ass super seasons. Some of them we not got like some of them we gonna get slower. Like Jujutsu Kaisen, we are gonna get twenty four. We are gonna get another twenty four. Well, like Demon Slayer, we gonna depends get twenty four. It depends on how with D, with Jujutsu Kaisen. It depends on how long the manga runs. Cause, that too. Because the manga doesn't seem like it's stopping anytime soon, so it could essentially get to that point. But you know, that's just where I'm at right now. And and we're gonna talk about why I feel Fire Force is so high. Maybe I don't that's even, I don't even know how long how much longer Fire Force would have too, though. Because I feel like they're getting well, to the nitty gritty. Fire right Force now. is about to end. The manga is about to end. There, there's that's a what lot I'm thinking. more. I'm thinking the manga has to end pretty soon. I'm looking at Chainsaw Man like that's not gonna last too long. There's a Jujutsu lot more. Even terms Zero of... gonna be around a while. Yeah, there's a lot in terms of anime for Fire Force to get le- to do more that's left on the uh, block. But the but the manga is about to end. Eden Zero is one that's like we're we're gonna be talking about that in a couple of years. Like that's that the next is, fairy tale. That's gonna be going until. And I don't even like saying that because to me it's way better than fairy tale. And the reason why the only reason why I say that is because fairy tale lasted a long time. This one's not yeah. going nowhere. This one's gonna be successful. It's gonna be around until Mashima's done with it. And I hope he's not done with it anytime soon. And I hope he really. I'm really loving the idea of the Mashima Heroes thing where he he does has like his MCU. Like, um, he has his cinematic uh, universe. The, the crossovers. Yeah, with very yeah, and I, I love seeing that. You know, I, I, I'm a sucker for that shit. I eat that shit up. So we yeah, got a lot legit, to look and forward to. I love seeing to. all three of those collabs. We got Everybody, I saw on Twitter somebody was hoping that Okubo would do that with uh, Fire Force and Soul Leader. I'm like, nah, let those two series yeah, be alone. That's what I'm I was like, gonna. They wouldn't have too much crossover, but I saw somebody putting that on the timeline. I, was I don't like, want that. As much as I would see that, I'd love to see that. I'd love to see it in like a one-shot, non-canon kind of deal yeah. versus a whole a whole manga or a whole Because Fire special. Force is too good. It's too good to just... And that's no disrespect to Soul Eater, but... I ain't gonna lie. Soul Eater's got body, but the anime adaptation butchered it. If anything, if you're going to bring Soul Eater back, give a, f- a complete a manga new run. faithful adaptation with... A, with let, give it to MAPPA. Let MAPPA do what... The last studio should have did because Mappa will do what they did and more. That's to the only me, Fire Force is I too at this point. Fire Force is too good to just clog down with Soul Eater, and that's no dis- That's no disrespect to Soul Eater. That's just how but I'm just saying. I, as far as like I, a, I a side, like when you oh, as a side at, thing, I, I'd be cool with. I feel the same way about uh Fairy Tale. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to see like Fairy Tale Eden Zero crossover in like Eden Zero. Like imagine you're reading Eden Zero, then they have a crossover chapter. Yeah, I would like, hate like that how, shit because Eden Zero is like too watch, good for that. Like, remember how we were watching One Piece and, uh, like, somewhere in the Dressrosa arc, you get the crossover with Toriko and Dragon yeah. Ball? It's like, why Why is Toriko even there? Uh, Toriko's not relevant right now for millions of different reasons. But at the same time, uh, I like seeing the spinoffs. I would love to see, like, a little one-shot, but I just I wouldn't want to see anything serious. Like No, I'm with you. But let's get to this week's reviews. Let's start off with JJK, because we got to finish with Fire Force. Fire Force is the best of the week. Got to finish with it. So the drip, you know what I'm saying? But that's no disrespect to JJK, because it was awesome this week. So, season one, episode three, Girl of Steel. Itadori, Fushigiro, a.k.a. Megami, and Goju head out to meet up with the third first year, uh, Kuji Kazi, Saki, or how do you say her first name? Kujisaki? Yeah, Kujisaki, Nobara. Thereafter, they head to an abandoned building where Goju tasks Itadori and Nobara with exercising the curses lurking inside. Once inside the building, Itadori and Kuji, uh, Kujisaki split up to look for the, cor- the curses, and Kujisaki faces off against a cunning curse that takes a child hostage. 
uh, Crystal, what did you think of the introduction to Nobara Kujizaki? Uh, and what did you think about the battle with her using her nail and hammer against the curses and then Itadori coming through with his sword and slicing up that curse and saving the kid? Instantly one of my favorite characters off the dump. Like, yeah, I like uh, Nabara a lot. Nabara is like a, a, an essential member to the team. As um, we, I like Nabara come. more than Megami right now. Facts, same. But I, I got to throw this out there because it's very apparent. We've talked about it last episode. It's about to get annoying on Twitter. But the Naruto comparisons as far as, you know, the, the character tropes and just the, we got the, the two guys, the girl, the captain. You feel me? Um, this is essentially a better matchup for me all around because I love the dynamic, as far as dynamic wise, I hated the dynamic of the, um, you know, those, that group. Team seven. Team seven, because, um, I didn't really fuck with Sasuke. I didn't really fuck with, uh, Sakura. They were cool characters and I understood why they were there and I understood and I I love them differently. But Naruto, I love Naruto. Like, Naruto is one of my favorite MCs of all time. And to me, Sakura is more of an annoyance than a great character. And I know the Sakura stands are going to come from me. But she's a good character, but she could have been a great character. And uh, fucking Kishimoto will admit himself, he could have yeah, written a lot of the female characters better. And um, Sakura did get her shine. But was she enjoyable to watch on screen? Maybe no. for a few parts of Naruto before Shippuden. But there was a certain point in time where she just became a hindrance. And not even just a hindrance. But I didn't like her until Shippuden. Like, if I'm being honest. Even in Shippuden, bro. I didn't like whenever she she did that whole confess love, fake love for Naruto. The whole let me chase Sasuke yeah, she wasn't better. she wasn't better until after the pain. Like, once the pain arc. Everything pain arc past is that's Until when soccer gets good. good Sunata training, uh, Sunata training and shit like that before she starts really. But the comparisons are viable because, like, they you uh you cannot say that the JJK mangaka didn't take influence from Kishimoto. He had to. It's, it's you obvious. Got team seven. You have a leader, very Kakashi esque, very mysterious, very badass looking, white hair, AJ, silver hair. That's his name. You know what I'm saying? At the same time. You feel me? It's different, um, though. It's very, very different. It's it's super different because you don't get, and this is why I'm loving it, right? That's what the only reason why I compare it to contrast it. Um, Nobara, no, Nobara, Nobara, how do you say her name? She is automatically uh, going to be more lovable in my opinion than Sakura, just because she goes along with the main character to where, as far as Megumi seems like the more stern, the more, look, we gotta get this shit done. He's gonna be the Sakura. He's gonna be like, guys, we get your head in the game, which I love. I, lo- I love seeing a Karama-esque, cool, laid-back genius character who's gonna sit there and plot some shit out, who has a bunch of animals, you know what I'm saying? Probably he loves animals. Karama fusion. He's like a, he a Karama fusion. That's the, because he's, he's, that's the perfect way to exp- uh, explain it, because it's literally badass like he a, but at the same time, cool, calm, and collected like Karama. You seem like you got it all together. You seem like Shikamaru. You smart a little bit, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Uh, and no, Nobara seems goofy, just like Yuji seems goofy to a certain extent. She's like Kuwabara. Like getting... She really is. She's like, yeah, like a loud, like she a nosuke type. Like she and is I loud and, and and vibrant and just badass. Like that's and the like thing. I said, that's the thing about these new mangakas. The way they write their female characters yep. are way better than how Tor uh, Toriyama. How uh, no disrespect to your boy to uh, Tagashi. Uh, how Kichimoto Oda wrote his female characters good, but it's not at the level of what the, the mangaka today are doing. Like, Oda's female characters are in the side. They're not really into the action. Like, of course, we get some female characters that does action, but they're not the main focal point. Whereas in stuff like JJK, My Hero, 
Black Clover, the female characters like Noel, Ochako, but more so Nobara, they are very potent and lovable and needed female characters. They don't yeah. feel like an add-on. For sure. They feel I, like I'm, I'm, main, main focus. Uh, uh, 2020 is a year of ladies, bro. Like, ladies are winning this year. From Yashihime to Jujutsu Kaisen to... To, to my girl, Doro, from Doro Hidero. Yeah, from uh, Doro Nikaido. That's the best girl right now. She is the front runner. Gotta give it to her. Her Noi. Shout out to For them. Sure, sure. I'm not letting it sleep. But episode 103, um, episode three, love the fight. Uh, Like you said, love the characterization of Nobara. I'm giving this a solid 4.3 out of 5. I might give it high. I might give it like a four, seven, four, eight. Cause this, I don't want to say this is a, almost a five for me, just cause I know it's not a five. It's just, I, I really love the when you first meet Nobara, how they meet in the city and how it's real goofy. I love like the the not slice of life esque uh, aspect of it, but just the whole you know she's coming from the country. Uh, she wants to meet up in the city just so she could do some shopping and just enjoy the city. And Gojo finesses them. You know what I'm saying? The uh, the leader he just finesses yeah. them to be like, "Hey, look, we about to go to Tokyo or whatever the fuck." And they like, "Nigga, it's not fucking. Don't lie to us. Like, nigga, we, I know we country bumpkins, <laughs> but we're not fucking stupid." Then uh, just seeing the action uh happen quick, fast, and in a hurry. Seeing nobody get to flex her muscle. Seeing the whole how the whole situation played out with the curses and the kid was just a real dope first mission to me. It was very quick. I feel like they are throwing these kids in this water. Fast, fast. yeah. They got to, though. Because this is, this, and I was going to say this, where, and I'm, I'm going to ask you about this in a second, but where Demon Slayer, they throw them in, but it doesn't feel like some of the, some of the curses they, fee, they fight in the beginning, they build to where it's strong. Like, these curses from the jump can kill them. And like, you see it when you see in the next episode when Yuji's hand gets taken off. It shows, like, how serious it is from Jump Street. And that's what I really love about JJK. How do you feel about this conversation? Sakuna versus Muzan. I think I think Sakuna or Sakuna, better villain. Way better I will villain. Say, I will say it's, it's super, 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 super hard to ignore the Demon Slayer um, similarities as far as not content, not... You know, uh, Yuji's definitely not Tanjiro, but at the same time, you see the the grotesque uh, the the grotesque villain demon curse entities. Yep. You see, um, you see definitely the studio get adapted by a great studio who does great anime adaptation, visually stunning. You feel me? A, a villain that's supposed to be impactful. Yep, and it's definitely gory. It's not scared to get violent. It, it definitely doesn't seem like it's scared to get dark. Like, you see the main character's uh, parent or guardian die first episode. Yep. You see these kids are fucked up. You see these kids are getting their arms sliced off. You, you're seeing that this is about to be some... It, it seems very Demon Slayer-esque as far as this is going to be the next in that vein kind of... Uh, yeah. Like, if you like that, you're probably going to like this. But as far as Muzan versus... Um, Sakuna. Just knowing what I know from the manga... School is so much better. Give it to JJK, bro. In four episodes, you can see the strength of Sakuna. You know what I mean? Like, what, the way Sakuna scares us is what I wanted from Muzan. You never felt the terror. It's a different level. You never felt this scared of Muzan. Especially, like, you did in the beginning, but when you see what he is, it's like, Y'all, y'all dropped the ball, bro. Y'all dropped the ball. And the Sakuna's never, they never dropped the ball, even in the manga with Sakuna. Every time he comes on screen, it's like, this is the baddest motherfucker on the planet. 
it seems nuts. Like from from just from episode four, it, it seems really, really, really nuts. Like and I, let's, I'm let's intrigued. Episode four, the three jujitsu first years are sent in to rescue inmates of a detention center haunted by a cursed womb with the potential to spawn a special grade curse spirit. The young sorcerers are faced with a choice to run or die. Uh, Itadori tells Megami to go save Nobara and give me a signal. Once you give me the signal, I'll bring out Skuna to take out this curse because we're not strong enough. Bro, when we see uh, Itadori putting up his hand and we see his fingers start to go, dude loses a hand. I was like, oh, this is animated so beautifully. And it's just like the stakes. Like that's the thing with certain with anime, like uh, Demon Slayer with my hero. The stakes weren't that high in the first season. The stakes are super, super high. And this is episode four. That's well, what I ain't Demon Slayer so niggas was dying. Niggas was dying in Demon Slayer. But I mean, in terms of like Tanjiro, the stakes weren't high for him. Like you knew he was gonna survive. Low key, because he's the main character, the MC. Yeah, but like but you, know, you, see, you know, you're just gonna survive too. Low key. But he, when, he, he's just in a fucked up situation. Yeah, like he's that's, literally that's possessed what, by this nigga. And, and I the really fact that, how this the gonna fact play the way out. how he was losing his fingers and his hand, it's like, yo, they're going, they're going there with Yuji. It's like, you know he's gonna survive, but it's like, how much of him will survive? Yeah, for sure, for sure. So I really love this episode, seeing Skuna uh, battle the cursed demon. And he was like, yo, let's go take him out. He's like, oh, no, you're an idiot. Don't worry. I'm going to show you how to really be a demon. He unleashes his domain, slices him up. It's just like, yo, so, so badass. And I love Megami's dogs and his snake and his frogs and all his different animals he summons. Mm -hmm. This this episode to me was a solid 4.7, 4.8. This episode was great. Yeah, this one's this one's another. I want to say this one might. I don't want to give it a five. But I'm gonna give it a four point nine. You know yes. what I'm saying? Just because that's close to a five. Like so much shit happened. This episode was a roller coaster from the beginning. Just from the the beginning of the mission. As soon Bro, when as they show the, the domain start, when they walk in, how beautiful it was when it went up super super high and the door gets away. It's just like yo, this is I, amazing. I knew what time it was whenever they showed uh son's mama from the from outside and she was like, oh, my, my baby and shit like and that. Her, and her son was all bloodied up and torn up. And Megami's like, bro, I don't have time to save this dude. I gotta try to save us. Yeah. It, it was, was super like, dark. Yeah, it was super it was heavy. Real. Yes. Seeing Yuji want to save that dude, then Megami be like, dude, you don't even know this motherfucker. This bro, motherfucker is like a scumbag. You feel another me? Another reason why I love Yuji so much and why he's so endearing as a main character when he started to have regret and he was fearing failure, bro. When he was like, I want to, I don't want to do this. I don't want to. And he just remembers like, bro, I can't think like this because that's how I'm going to fail. I can't think that I'm going to fail. And he's like, even if I can't choose where I'm going to die, I'm going to live up to what my grandpa said. And I'm going to live up to what I said. I want to protect people. I can't just give up. And he almost gave up. And I thought it was just beautifully done how they executed him just the way he was talking to himself in his brain and going back and forth in the anime. I thought they did a damn good job. Hell yeah. He's definitely a compelling character. Like, he definitely has emotions. He's not stale. Uh, this is a lot of the... And, and, uh, if my homie uh, Malik listens to this, he's going to kill me. But this is a lot of the problems I have with Ichigo. He's just kind of yeah. stale. He's just there. He's just a hero because the shonen fucking True. needed an MC. You feel yeah. me? Shonen needed an MC. They gave you Ichigo. He's badass when he needs to be badass. But this character, he just seems like he has so much... Personality, yeah, yeah, and personality. He Humanity. Seems like he's not. He seems like a real character versus just a a Shonen MC stand-in. Mm-hmm. I agree with that one hundred percent. Even Tanjiro's low key a Shonen MC stand-in for me. I love all the side characters, but Tanjiro just like I'm gonna be a Shonen MC. 
he has yeah. good reason to. But I mean, this one, he, he's a very compelling character. That's what I'm that's what I'm getting at. I love this. So this episode was great. All right, let's get to it. It's time. Let's get to arguably the best returning show of 2020. My good bro, Krissa. Are we exaggerating how good Fire Force is? Nah, I've, I got to say this because a lot of people on Twitter have been saying they've been dropping it. Uh, I, I posted something today because uh, at the beginning of the episode, the episode we about to get into, there was some etchy. You feel me? We could get on to that. But I had tweeted something like along the lines of, uh, real quick, it was it was something that they memed on Twitter real quick. Oh. But uh, at the same time, uh, I said, why is nobody complaining about etchy anymore? I'm like, maybe it's because Tamaki was written like garbage in season one, and now season two has a lot less Tamaki. They cut her ass out. <laughs> and there's still some etchy scenes, and nobody's complaining because it's great. It's, it's great writing. But yeah. at the same time, I'd said that, and everybody was like, somebody had said something about like, nobody probably noticed because everybody dropped that shit. I was like, nah, stop. And then I saw like Buku other people saying like, man, people still watching Fire Force? I dropped that. And I'm like, hold up, there's too many of y'all. So I'm looking at it like, okay, we reviewed Fire Force Season 1 for Anime Talk. Uh, I liked it, but I didn't love it. You know what I'm saying? And I definitely called it mid because it it was hype, but it wasn't as hyped as it could have been. And I say the same thing about Mob Psycho Season 1. Mob Psycho Season 1 was great, uh, or it was good, but nah, Mob, Mob Psycho, Psycho Season, season two 1 was great. Was, Mob Psycho Season 1, I'm not going to let you do the five. Mob Psycho Season 1 and 2 are great. But I no, get, but I get I, your I'm point. Like it, I get your reference. Like it's, the, it's The same thing, it, it started good and then booted up. Like yeah, Season sure. 2, it was a super huge, like, if Mob Psycho Season 1 was a 4.5, then yeah. Mob Psycho Season okay. 2 was a 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, like For across sure. the board. I agree 10. with that. And this is the same thing with this. If Fire Force Season I'd 1 was a I'd say Fire Force Season four, 1 was like a B. Like a in B tier, I yeah, say it's like it a B, high B, B. It's like low B tier. It's see, not I was gonna, C tier. Yeah, it's not but C tier. It's low I, B tier. I I can I can see why you say low B tier. I say high B tier, but it's B tier. But you kind of knew what was coming. You kind of yeah. knew what was coming before it was coming. And see, like, season you really don't two get a lot of uh, what's his name, Benny Maru until season two. Yep, season you get a two. Bit of Benny Maru season one. Oh, season two's S tier, bro. This is this shit is amazing in the writing of it, like. The story they are telling with this, with this, uh, uh, Iadola Burst and Iadola Link, and just the history of the world, like Amaterasu and the shit. world building, the uh, the uh, uh Amaterasu, Amaterasu, everything it about it is just flawless, bro. This is peak fiction. Like when people tweet that peak fiction shit, season two of Fire Force is peak. Peak fiction. Episode 16, Mind Blown. The three-way battle between Hajima, the white clad, and the eighth continues. When Ritsu and uh, Humea both use their unique abilities, everyone involved is placed in danger. It's up to Vulcan and Arthur to turn things around. Oh yeah, the etchy with Humea, where that wasn't even—I didn't even consider that like really, really etchy. Like, it, it's just they—it's just them sliding it in. Because the thing is, uh, Fire Force is uh, listed under Shonen etchy. You know what I'm saying? And it's because they slip it in. It's the same thing with uh with Soul Leader. A lot of people was mad at the uh the Etchy and Fire Force, and I wasn't never mad at it. The shower scene, they slipped that in there as a shower scene. They slipped in the whole the nurses getting on the fucking, you know what I'm saying? Like how they get they're all super wet in their robes and everything. Yeah. It's everything uh in Fire Force involving a certain figures is gonna involve a little bit of fan service, even to the point where you know, and this is the things I like. You feel me? I like whenever they take fan service and they slide it in, but it's casual and it's not overly done and it's not corny and it's not detrimental to the plot itself. When you look at uh, what what is the thing that's inside of Shinra? The the, the isn't there a, like isn't there a chicken side of them? 
no, 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 no. Oh, you're talking about that's just the link. He's linked. It's nothing inside of him. It's like they're all linked in the the chick we keep seeing is the the chick that's powering Tokyo right now in the Matarasu. Okay, so that's exactly what it is. I was always yeah. confused about exactly what I was watching. Well, not exactly what I was watching, but exactly who that what that character represented. You feel me? Yeah. Uh, but like whenever they show the cleavage shots or whatever, it just slides it in there. Nobody says nothing about it because it's not written poorly. But people are gonna speak on Tamaki season one because of that stupid ass scene where she was supposed to win a fight. And she ended up fumbling the rock, putting the enemy in a submission with <laughs> etchiness. And then yeah. at the same time, still had to get her ass saved by Maki and sister. Uh, didn't sister <laughs> hit her over the head with something? But all I was yeah, saying is a lot of people dropped this uh, and they need to pick it back up because season one was good, but season two is great. Season two is great. Man, this episode where we see Sharon like, Sharon's like, Shinra, I'm a protector. I'm going to protect you anyway because you're a pillar too. I just thought like everything about this episode from Sharon trying to help Shinra to we're seeing Korono uh, uh, try- helping them too. And then we see Maki just bust up the protector of Humea, the arrow. She like just, Maki went ham with just hitting her Go. elbow and then just busting her ass. And then I love seeing her with the Dominions lady first, Humea, and then Arthur get his sword in the stone moment where he does his EMT and just everything about this episode leading up to the next episode, which was even more gas. This was it was a solid setup and it was great setup. I love seeing that the uh the whole Vulcan and um Arthur thing for sure. Yeah. Cause at, at that point I didn't put in the and this is probably an, being idiotic of me, but like literally Arthur, you know what I'm saying? The the stone, sword and stone, yeah, the whole he wants to be a knight, the whole his sword being called Excalibur. I did not put two and two together with all that shit until this. I'm like, damn. That's why they writ- they wrote him to be this way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's why he was written to be that way. But uh, I definitely love seeing Vulcan push him to his limits and be like, how stupid are you? How, like, how, can I f- how hard can I finesse you? Or how easily can I finesse you? What will you believe? How far will you go with the stupid shit, off of the stupid shit I tell, uh, I tell you? And it was just funny seeing Vulcan do that because it, it makes him a little bit more interesting as a character too. I love seeing the team. Like a lot of people, uh, matter of fact, somebody said this in my mentions today. Somebody was like, man, I dropped Fire Force because they got a bunch of characters that don't do nothing. Like, and I'm like, every character is doing something right now. Yeah. Every character is moving. Even Captain and, um, and, uh, and Lieutenant. Hinoa. Yeah, Lieutenant Hinoa. Yep, Captain Obi and Lieutenant Hinoa. They're, they're doing stuff. I need them to get a little more shine, but right now they're fighting people that Quite frankly, they can't hang with. Like, I, I want to say this was uh, this is this episode, but w- th- wasn't that episode where they were like tossing him around like a basketball? Yeah, they were tossing uh, not not Nataku. Bro, that was the funniest shit I ever <laughs> seen in my life. I'm like, bro, they really. At first, well, I was, was like, like damn, they doing him bad. Yeah, yeah man, like just in the beginning, I was sitting there like they doing something bad. Then all of a sudden, they start going crazy pissed. with it. <laughs> I was like, bro, y'all wilding. But he gets pissed, and I love Nataku's like feeling of his parents being always wanting something of him into levels that he could never do. And then seeing Rekka always in the back of his mind, like do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. And seeing him break down. And then Humea used that negativity to turn him into this giant inferno. So crazy. And then having like, wow, his, his pillar thing. I wonder if this is going to be it, but like, how Inca is like, she sees where fire's coming. His is like radiation and how Humea's plasma. I think that's so cool to have these different types of like fire where show controls like time and energy. This dude's controlling radiation. Not to coop. If he's doing radiation, this dude's going to be strong. 
Oh yeah, just just from how you seen how he, how he booted up, like this dude's nothing nothing to play with. You feel me? Son, keep calling him weak. I'm like, this nigga is not weak. He might be weaker than you. But he's but doing he that, weak. but uh, uh, Kurino's doing that to keep him weak. Yeah, and that that whole shebang threw me off. I was not expecting it to get. Oh, well, let's that get to level. that. Ep- what would you rank episode sixteen so we can get to seventeen? Because seventeen's huge. I'll give this one a strong four, four, eight, four, nine. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Four, seven, four, eight. I'm right there with you. Let's get to episode 17. Boys will be weak. As Nataku continues to rampage, Shinra's Ayodola link, uh, links with him, revealing the pressure his parents placed on him to succeed. When the threat Nataku possesses comes to a head, his protection as one of the pillars comes from an unlikely source. And the idea of pillars protecting them, we see that all throughout this episode. Nataku goes full blast and does like a, a beam that would destroy the entire like section. Nobody would survive. And then all of a sudden, Sharon takes it in and then sends it back out, bro. When Sharon did that, I was just like, look at this badass. Just like, for and real. we see a little bit of his eye for the first time. I was like, oh, this is, this is big. This is huge. And then we see nice. like, Humea's kind of a bitch. She doesn't really do anything in this. We see Kurino just come in with his sword and just, Slice, slice, slice. It's just like, yo, is Kurno in this level of Sharon, uh, uh, what's Joker, uh, Benny Maru, and then uh, Captain Burns is like, is Kurno? Yeah, we still is, don't even know technically how strong he is. We just know he's strong as fuck. He might yeah. be stronger than all them niggas. Like, Kurno has to be in that same level with his like building of like black soot be- weapons. Bro, he's when he so used strong. that sword, I was like, oh, he official. Like, he he uh, he went from, like, I'm intrigued by him and I might like him to, like, oh, yeah, badass. Certified <laughs> like, badass. Dude is a nut. Like, And then the fact that he's bullying that little kid low-key for the best of, for the best a, for him, I guess? Yeah, like, the twist that they put in of, like, Kurino's doing this to keep him to be a child and keep him weak, it's like, Whoa, didn't see that coming. It, it makes me like him because he's like, he gets off on bullying this little kid, but at least it's working towards this kid's benefit. He's the only kid that could balance this kid out. To get him to grow. Yeah, and it's because this kid's so fucked up. He needs this it's fucked weird, up way like of loving. bullying him to, yeah, yeah. It's, it's weird that uh, he, he has to get bullied to And then that, seeing but. the white clad work with the eighth and then work with Hijima, how everybody works together. And then Hijima's like, I mean, the white clad's like, you know what? We don't even want no more smoke today. We just gonna dip out. <laughs> we we going. We just I love leave. seeing that too. And then I love the seeing speech. a situation get that crazy to where like it, it was up and down, then left and right, and you didn't know what the fuck to expect at any given moment. It was just a crazy ride. And, and then it made the sense at the, the end of the day. The boss at the end was nuts to me when he's like, it just I think Akubo using our world with business being like what runs it. I think that was a good allegory because the business isn't concerned with the white clad or the eighth. The business is just concerned with making money. That's all they're concerned with at the end of the day. And they don't like the white clad just as much as the eighth doesn't. And the fact that Hyjima partners with them was nuts to me, blew my mind. The fact that they're allowing Vulcan to make a new Amaterasu without making sacrifices blows my mind. It just shows that Hyjima's not evil. They're just gray. Like this, mm-hmm. this show is showing that Certain people may not be evil. It's just gray everywhere from the white clad to Hijama to the church. Everybody's gray because like Sharon, yes, he's a villain, but he still protected Shinra. Like Mm -hmm. Licht was a spy, but he's still in their crew. Hijama's doing all this child abusing, but now they're like, oh, 
We'll stop and we'll help you. It's like, what? I didn't see the Hydra twist coming. I did not see that I coming. I did not see it coming, but it made the episode great to me. It made it the did. episode amazing. Like, the episode was already a 4.9. That turned it to that a 5. it over to the 5. And yes, definitely, did. as far as just the whole exposition, um, I was nervous among, like, with the meeting. I was nervous at first. Super like, Oh, shit, what's going to happen? And then as soon as he started, like, saying what was real, I just started, I believed everything he said because it was so authentic. It was just like, what the fuck I got to lie to you about? Yeah, you he was like, like, the shit with the He was with like, the we got 80% of, we got an 80% of the whole country works for us. How are we supposed to know about Giovanni? We already got rid of his ass. Fuck that dude. We don't give a fuck about him. I feel like we might see later on, uh, you know, Hajime might start doing some fucked up shit again. But as of right now, I think it's genius. And I hate seeing villains just be stupid villains that could have did shit a smarter way, but they just be stupid. I love seeing that these people that are villains, they hit, they see the hero, they take in what's going on. Hajime's like, okay, like, we're going to so do the lesser two evils. It would like, be more beneficial for me to work with y'all than against y'all. Because Hajime yeah. could be like, y'all fucked up what we got going on, y'all going to die. Fuck everything about what y'all yeah, just did. Yeah, fuck y'all and the white clad. We, we, we fucking both y'all up. And, and it's not, that's the not smart. And they're like, y'all would actually, and I love seeing villains, or not even villains, but indifferent people do that, especially Hajima. It works perfect for everybody. Yep. They're sitting there like, it's a win-win. They're like, okay, you, you wanted to do that? Do that for us now. Yeah, and, and you don't get, you up. you're not getting no credit. We're going to take all the credit, but we'll pay for anything you need. Just save it, and that we'll way, help you. yep, help we'll you, help, help you. Help us. And that way, we won't take Shinra and make him be the next Amaterasu. So, and we'll we'll give you all the assistance you need to stop the white clad. And I loved when he was like, oh, y'all been too focused on us. Why y'all haven't stopped them yet? That was beautiful. He was like, y'all need to stop for worrying real. about us, and y'all need to stop them, because they're bad for, for both of us. They're bad for business. We <laughs> yeah. trying to make money. If y'all trying to get them, then do y'all thing. I'm not, let me not stand in y'all way. Whatever y'all need, let me know. We not stopping y'all. So that just opens it up for like, yo, where are we going from here? Is it just full on war with white clad? Like there's gotta be some other villainous people inside of this. And it's like, we we, still gotta know. We still don't know who's, we still don't know who's doing, uh, starting the, uh, spontaneous combustion. Like is Hijama still behind that? Like we don't know. So it's like, there's still a lot of questions in the air. We're seeing a lot of the bigger picture, though, now. We're starting to connect dots, and we're starting to see an outline of other dots that need to be connected. And I'm just excited for that, because season one, a a, a main component that was lacking to me was where are we going with this? Now it's mapped out. We don't know exactly where we're going, but there's a million different things we can speculate on where we're going to go now, and that's what you need. You need some kind of, like, some kind of guidance, some kind of direction, some kind of world building, and the world is being built uh, very well, if you ask me. Like the first, yep. first season, it built it a little bit, and they kind of introduced you to it, but the, it was just an introduction. And um, after that, I feel like now season two, we jumped into amazing, the song. We're man. seeing a lot of shit get into play. This Fast. was fucking amazing. Also, Shinra got to get stronger because Shinra can't be Karan, uh, Sharon. I don't think Shinra can be Kurano. He knows that think... this episode, though. I feel like we we saw that. He <laughs> yeah. sat there and he was like, nigga, Sharon saved me. And I just watched. He's like, I he, couldn't do shit but watch. He couldn't. Yeah, and I lo- that was another moment. Where, like, we, like we talked about with Yuji when Shinra was like, bro, I couldn't save Nataku. If it wasn't for Kurano and Sharon, we would have lost. Like, straight up, Shinra's not a hero yet. He's got to get stronger. Yeah. And he because... wants to be a hero super bad. And that, that's that's what you need. Every hero needs that, that realization like, yep. I ain't shit. Yep. And I can't wait to see, like, because, see, the stuff with Shinra and Sho 
he can barely tap in. He can't tap into that. He's got to he's got to be able to fully utilize that and get some power behind him. Because like even Sharon was like, use your speed and I'll use my power. And Shinra was like, I don't need you. And it's like, nah, bro, you need Sharon because like yo, yo ass can't pack a punch right now. Kurno yeah. would whoop your ass. And you can is go to Kurno's one of my new favorites. He is, bro. Like it to me, the strength level goes Benny Maru, Burns, Joker, Kurno, Sharon, or Sharon over Kurno. Sharon definitely over Kurno, just off of the okay. front of how badass then, he is. Like, Sharon, is five. That shit was supposed to leave a five kilometer, yeah, if I'm not mistaken, fucking crater. <laughs> yeah, that nigga took that four. shit was like, fuck that. Yeah, Fuck the crater, nigga. I'll throw that shit in there. And I don't even have Shinra 6. I got Ogun 6. Because the fact that they said Ogun's flamey ink gives the same amount of power as Burns, that's huge. Ogun's got to be Ogun's six. just that boy. Ogun's that boy off the strength of... Like, like Shinra's 7th, bro. Like, Shinra got to get better. He's going to get better eventually, though. I feel and like... And I want Arthur to get better, to get too. There. I'm glad he doesn't start off super strong. Because if there's one thing I hate, I hate when Shonen MCs just are strong for the sake of being strong, strong get yep. stronger, just to be like, I want to get stronger. It's like, for what? Like, it's you're like, already no, bro, that nigga. You need to be strong because your ass can't save anybody right now. You're getting your shit folded everywhere you go. Like, I remember when yep. Sharon folded his ass the first time, I was like, damn, Shinra, you going and, out and sad, see, sad. Season one, Shinra was just getting win after win after win. This mm-hmm. season, it's like, nah, we're going to bring you back down to earth. And, and you see how small those wins were before. You thought yep. them motherfuckers was bad. Now we're seeing the real motherfuckers we're in this. We're seeing the real world. fuckers. Also, Ar- Arthur's got to get stronger, too. I need Arthur to get strong because it's yeah, got to be the sure. boys. Arthur's badass, too, in his own right. He's just so stupid. He's just yeah. so dumb. And the fact that Arthur didn't, like, Shinra got his ass beat by Kurno. Kurno was trying against Arthur, and Arthur had his own as a swordsman. That was but Kurno was beating the shit out of this nigga Shinra. I was like, shit. That's what I'm saying. Shinra taking L's left and right. But Shinra Kurno, needs to train with, like, Burns. Like, facts. hopefully that's what happens at the end of the season. Like, he trains with Burns or Joker in, like, combat. One of them. He made my boy Benny Maru look mad because he trained with Benny Maru and got his shit rocked back yeah. to back after that. Yeah, that's a fact. All right, so we both gave this episode a five? For sure, for sure. Definitely a strong five. Like, this this episode, front to back, didn't miss. Not one, not one moment. This episode solidified how good this season is. I might go back and rewatch it and, and read it, read the chapters. Cause like, bro, yeah. it's gotta be as good on paper as it was. Cause that shit was so amazing. That's a fact. That Just is in case fact. I missed anything. Cause it was a lot to take in. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, exposition that we, that I need to go back over, but that's all we got for this episode, man. This is episode 64. Oh no, no, wait, wait, wait. Uh Oh, now ladies and gentlemen is where we do our dragon ball super review. Carissa, we got to talk about it, bro. Because we joked about what happened like two weeks, <sighs> like bef- the, a month ago when we did our last review, we joked about it. We were like, ha what if Goku gives uh, what's a, what gives Moro a sensu bean? And then he does it, bro. And then Moro goes ultra instinct. Then Moro uh, absorbs the earth and becomes a part of the earth because Goku didn't finish him off. Wiz asked him to finish him off. Beerus asked him to finish him off. Jocko asked him to finish him off. And Krillin asked him to finish him off. And he didn't. And now Moro's part of the earth. I don't I don't know where it goes from here, but that was a horrible chapter. Like that horrible. was set, that was Resurrection F and Cell Games fuse to me. Now see, it only has one way it could possibly be redeemable. And I say that saying that even if they do do this. I will still hate it. You feel me? But at the end of the day, like you said, everybody told him not to. Krillin was like, hey, you should probably finish this job. Goku was like, stop being a bitch, Krillin. Let me Give do me my thing. Sense. Yeah. And and Beers was like, hey, bro, 
finish this off. You tripping, son. And Goku was like, I got this, dude. Just trust me. And it gets worse. And Whis is like, hey, look, nigga, you got this is me things. talking. Like, yeah. son, literally, this is not the nigga you're supposed to be doing this shit, Red. He's like, you're being dumb right now. Get a hold of you. So, like, Whis told the way Whis told him was telling him, like, check yourself. Yeah. And Goku was like, son. Like, bro, just because you have Ultra Instinct doesn't mean you're, like, amazing. Literally, he's like, son, stop fucking playing with this nigga. There's not a nigga to play with like that. And when we said that shit, I was like, we is not supposed to give a fuck. Beer is not supposed to give a fuck, but we've seen uh, Beer break character before. I haven't seen uh, Weiss ever break character. Except like, when he when he reversed time. But that was and the, even then, that was because off of the stretch of some shit. It wasn't even yeah. him getting emotional. It was just him watching, see what was going on. And the fact that he could, at this point, he's like, nigga, I can't. I like, can't do like, that. I can't do nothing. Like, if you fuck this up, you fuck this up, son. Like, it's been too long of you fucking this oh, up. We told you shit. too many times. If I reverse, we still gonna be fucked up. They told him in with Black. They told him with Frieza. They told him with everybody. I don't... Uh, to me, this is bad writing. Unless unless there's something negative that happens after this and it's permanent, this is bad writing because there's no character growth for Goku. Goku now keeps see, doing the same shit over and over with no repercussions. And, and this is why, this is the only reason why I say we could save it, right? So everybody told him not to do it. He's He did it anyway. Four people told him to do it, including we. So you, it's not like you had the excuse, oh, I didn't know. It's like you knew. So that's first of all. Second of all, you let the enemy not only destroy the the world, but take control of the world. Of the where earth, the only like option he... you have is to destroy the earth. If you want to kill him, you got to destroy the earth now. Crazy. So next chapter, I hope he hears that realization like, oh, maybe fighting isn't everything. <laughs> maybe I shouldn't just take the shit to the max. Maybe I should get rid of the threat when there's a threat. That's why I'm here. You know what I'm saying? I'm not here to have fun fighting. I'm here to save my universe. And if I can't do that, what am I even doing? And he's yeah. he's literally faced with an option right now. Either let him destroy your Earth or you destroy your Earth to destroy him to save the universe while all your homies are on the Earth. And that's a fucked up predicament to be in. Like, the only way I can see them redeem it is, like, say Goku does destroy the Earth, kill all his friends and Moro, have to go get the Super Dragon Balls, bring them back, and they're sitting there looking at him like, He's like, I brought y'all back though, and they're like, yeah, no. Nah, dog, it's not the same. So oh, they use the Namekian Dragon Balls on that on that Namek that they that they mm-hmm. uh something, but like even that's he not. He has redeemable. to learn his lesson because he, he's the fact die. He gave him a sense be, and people on Twitter were getting furious, but I tweeted that he should die and he Vegeta should. should get some shine. Yeah, and I was like, what? Somebody literally, this is how no niggas don't be watching Dragon Ball. This is this is all straight new niggas watching Super. Nigga said, "Oh, so your idea of a great ending of to an arc would be the main character dying?" I'm like, "Son, if you don't, yeah, that's think happened Goku multiple dying, times. Yeah, is, if you think Goku <laughs> dying is not an expendable ass fucking thing, like, like I just don't know where we go from here. And Moro had so much promise, and now he can go Ultra Instinct. It's just like this just has become too convoluted and just." I, I don't know what we do. And I, it's not like one of those where, oh, I, I don't know where we go. I'm excited. No, it's like, I don't know where we go. This is just all downhill. Yeah, this is awkward. Like, it's just super weird. And yeah. I'm not going to lie, bro. Akira Toriyama, Toyotaro, whoever is... It's Toyotaro. It's him. Whoever's, whoever's writing this, um, at the end of the day, you knew you were going to piss a lot of people off with that Sensupine shit. You had to have done that on purpose. There's no way he did that without being... Being at a re having it be a you reason. You think he has a plan to do I that? Hope. <laughs> I can like, only hope because this arc to me seems so good. This arc it was is my favorite arc in Super. 
above it, tournament of power. In the moment when that sensu bean th- got thrown, it just like threw all that good good loving out the window. This just reminded me that Demon Slayer ending, and I think this might yeah. be even worse. Yeah, this is worse. This is worse. Just, I gotta, just that sensu bean makes it super bad. That sensu bean makes it really bad. The fact that we joked about that, Chris, uh, a month ago just gives me Remember like anxiety. Time to do like a meme where he just takes that that old clip and be like, ah, oh, what did they give us? Ha ha ha! And it just like darkens <laughs> like like oh, we predicted that shit and it, it came back to bite us in the ass. Oh man, it was so far fetched. The arc was going so good. There was no. We were no way. joking. We were laughing. Like ha ha, this can't happen. There's no way this shit happened. Oh, this can't be real happened. life, bro. This is canon. That was bad, part. bro. That that really made dra- like. I have no more expectations for Dragon Ball Super. I don't really want to review it anymore. Like, the writing is not good. Like, honestly, that's what this chapter did for me. It really that's, just put Dragon Ball Super just, like, on a bad. low level. Like, on a low, saying. low it, level. It, it has potential to be saved, but if they don't save it soon, everybody's going to lose interest. Everybody's going to, like... We're not Dragon reviewing Ball, it anymore if, it, if the next chapter's not good. With a monthly release, you drop that's that it. ass chapter, and then you drop another ass chapter. We got a month to sit on it. It's, it's a gonna month. be the laughing stock of anime community for the next fucking year. Yeah, that's a fact. And it's like I see why Toei's not bringing it back for anime. We got mm-hmm. Wano that's kick ass. We got uh, what else is Toei doing right now? Toei's doing something new that's fire. They're working Digimon? on the. They're working on fire shit. Why should we on Digimon? Why should we go mess with Dragon Ball Super in this trash moral arc? makes no sense to me makes no sense so but that's all we had to say on that we didn't drop a review we saved it for this but that's Krista, a zero tell, out of zero for me yeah that's a big zero <laughs> a, a, a big zero krista tell the people where they can find you at on social media well you know what i'm saying first of all i, I gotta do some plug you know what i'm saying i gotta do Go some ahead. plugging i gotta i gotta drop i gotta drop the chainsaw man volume one is out now you know what i'm saying showing jump y'all need to y'all need to give your boy some you know what i'm saying promo deal but kanji's boutique kanji's anime boutique Made this drip, the fucking dope ass uh Jujutsu Kaisen shirt. Fire. So make sure y'all follow them. Kanji's, I want to say it's Kanji's anime boutique, but uh, they got some gas. Like I bought a Yu Yu Hakusho shirt from them too. I got two actually, including the uh he a one. Now I gotta shout them out because they got some good at some fire ass drip. Real good people over there too. But um, follow me and definitely go peep out rivals with me and Fade because I I gotta plug that because. It's not like your average album. I, uh, a lot of people have been doing nerdcore a lot lately. A lot of people have been doing anime rap lately. This is not nerdcore. This is not even really anime rap. It does have a lot of anime themes to it, but at the end of the day, uh, it was just two anime nerds getting together. Just rapping. And just rapping, having fun. We didn't think too much about it. We didn't write the craziest lyrical miracle verses. We just sat down. We found good beats. We did good flows. We had fun. And we hope y'all have as fun listening to it as we did making it because we just wanted to really have that energy. And I feel like anybody that's an otaku is going to catch all these little references on the slick and just be able to laugh at them and have, like, have, have fun with them because it's, it's definitely for your, your anime fan. And that's your a fact. Fan. If you are an anime fan... This is a godsend. This shit is amazing. Make sure y'all go check out Rob. Some of them, some of them lines fuck me up. Like some of them, like whenever we get on live Wednesday, we have to like tell you some of my favorite ones because some oh, of them Fade said Fade said some shit that I didn't even catch till later. I'm like, damn, so this nigga really bro, on some Fade anime said right his now. new girl putting him on the keto, bro. I can't get over that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my son losing in pounds, man. <laughs> that shit is that shit is hilarious. But we will talk about Rivals 2 this Wednesday on Late Nights with Lynn. Y'all come tune in. The show will start at 8 o'clock Central, 9 o'clock Eastern, and uh, 6 o'clock on the West Coast. Late Nights with Lynn on Twitch, twitch.tv slash bros who think. We go live Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday. This Wednesday, we got a stack show. 
Ian, the uh, editor at the Bros Who Think Network, Otaku God, rapper, and we got my boy Chrissa. That's the lineup. Y'all come check that out on Wednesday. You can follow me at LynnBWT. Follow the Bros Who Think at Bros Who Think on Twitter to uh, stay up to date with all the things dropping. A new Bros Who Binge is out right now by the time you guys hear this for all the movie fans. Uh, Five reasons why you should read Undead Unluck will be out on Wednesday. Be sure to check that out. And then on uh, and then on Monday, we're switching the date. No Bros Who Think podcast this Thursday. Bros Who Think podcast is now moving to Mondays. Every Monday, the Bros Who Think podcast will drop where we cover everything that happened the, the week previous. And we're going to talk about it on Monday. So this upcoming Monday, be on the lookout for the Bros Who Think podcast. But other than that, that's all we got. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube Subscribe to Apple Podcasts, wherever you wherever you listen, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. And again, like Chris said, this Wednesday, twitch.tv slash bros who think. We got a stack show. Ian BWT, the editor, Otaku God and Chrissa. We're talking rivals. We're talking anime. We're talking movies. We're talking music. Come have a good time on Twitch. It's amazing. It's a really, really fun time. I can't lie. That show is fucking amazing. So y'all come check that out. Uh, Chris, we putting Tensaiga, Tensaiga on the end of this? Man, you can throw whichever one. Whichever one, throw it at the end. Well, y'all be sure to stay tuned to the end of this pod to check out Tensaiga, Tensaiga. And speaking uh, of Tensei Rival Rival 2. We didn't even talk about we even talk about Yashihime, but y'all gotta watch Yashihime. Bro, Mm. I've been putting my girl on Inuyasha. We was watching Inuyasha movie the other day. She's like, this shit low-key hard. And I'm like, bro, you see why I fuck with this shit, uh, this shit super hard. And bro, Yashihime's if you watch lit. Yashihime, everybody who watched Yashihime season four, you seen her do the, the cool bar of spirit sword shit. I know y'all was jumping out y'all chair like <laughs> I was if y'all seen that shit. Y'all hit me up on Twitter, tap in because I'm definitely watching uh, Yashihime. I took a break from uh, e- Iwakakura, the uh, sports anime climbing girl, mm-hmm. the uh, sport climbing girls anime. But definitely I'm letting that build up for a couple more episodes like Dragon Quest. I'm going to binge them. And then before the season's over, I'm probably going to binge. Like well, we'll do an update of Yashihime, Akudama Drive, and Moriarty the pa- uh, Moriarty the uh, Patriot on next soon, anime soon. talk. We'll do one. We'll do an update on next anime talk with Yashihime and all the other good things of this season. But y'all come kick it with us on Wednesday. Yeah. But until then, y'all have a good one. Peace. Whoa. Sega, Ted Sega. Bitch, I spit fire like I'm from the Mystic Island. Old ass rap niggas polish should retire. Cat bass raps live pants on fire. Yeah, Ted Sega, Ten Sega, huh? Shawty give me top while we watching Demon Slayer. Fuck the on the sofa, that's a loaded couch potato. Smoking good vapor, sayonara, see you later, huh?
Metal fed like trunks, I like slicing shit up He ran up, he a dust, he went out like a duck If she cold, I'ma slide like a fucking hockey puck You could pray, you could try, but you gotta do enough Hesitated, now you stuck, I'm elevated, going up When I bust, murderer, came to fuck some shit up, huh? Ten seconds, ten seconds What? Bitch, I spit fire like I'm from the Mystic Island Old ass rap niggas polish, you retire My son's he so we from Yasahime yeah. Rolling like a bite, yeah Where the Kagome yeah. All I know is fight, yeah Life yeah. is a show, yeah.